0: Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland.
1: 2010, VGN Radio presents Midwest Wasteland with your hosts, Kevin Baird, Metal, Sniper,
2: and Larry Mack.
1: And we have Brian, but he's going to be on here in a second. Tonight's topic the military. Okay, let me uh, get Brian on really quick and then we'll uh, start going around. Um, we are supposed to also have Bill Bailey on as well as Bill Bailey's friend. Bill did send out a message. Uh, if you're listening, but um, he uh, he hasn't yet appeared on Skype, so we're just going to wait and see when he shows up. Uh, kind of like Brian, who's supposed to. Uh, he's, loud, <laughs> Kevin. Uh, he's supposed to come five minutes early.
3: But I was dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I, I guess this, I guess
1: this is five minutes early for you.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, I got like like uh, seven fifty-five. Dick, where were you? Dude, we've all been here. Yeah, uh, nice uh, nice clock. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, give me a second. I got to do some shit because we're waiting for Bailey anyway. No, we're already started, dude. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> there is no more pregame. Yeah, yet, the show uh, starts right now. Blog
2: Talk Radio chick don't want to hear about. Hold on, yeah. <laughs> my bad. She's she's like, you can wait all you want. Your your two hours have
3: started. Yeah, begin. I right, fucking oh, wait.
1: Um, guys, there's a chat room up at blogtalkradio.com forward slash vgn. Uh, If you want to go there and uh, talk to the people that are in there, you can do that, Um, as well as um, we do have a call-in line. If anybody wants to call into the show and talk to uh, any of the guests that we have, as well as the hosts, uh, the number for calling in is 347-327-9476. I guess we'll start uh, going around, and then um, if uh, Bill Bailey shows up, um, and we'll add him and add his friend later. Um, Basically, uh, Brian serves, uh, I know Brian served in the Navy. Larry went through, Larry, did you go all the way through boot camp in the Army, or what happened to you again? Well, actually,
2: mine was all screwed up uh, with my particular job and the time I went in. They didn't do the usual boot camp thing. They rolled that in with your advanced training so I didn't have like boot camp, graduate, and go on. I had one big giant cluster. So it it depends on how you define boot camp.
1: That would be a no. So you so you never went in. You never H- did. You never
2: did H- push ups. H- had I gone
1: through <laughs> boot camp, yes, I was in long enough that I would have finished that and been beyond it. Okay, but you didn't really. So correct. Okay, so you went in. You did some studying or something. <laughs> and and the... I
2: got got to shoot some cement Russian soldiers and. uh Throw Crushed. throw hand grenades around and then they kicked me out. Yeah.
1: Did they did they kick you out? What happened there? They kicked exactly. me right the hell out. They said you you, you don't qualify. Get the fuck out of here is what yeah. they said. <laughs> you fat fast <bastard>. go. He has more to do with weapons
2: than the airport
0: does.
3: <laughs> but, but
0: um
3: the weapons the Air Force have generally do more damage.
1: But before our listeners, Larry, what happened yeah. exactly? You you did what? What happened?
2: Uh, well, the general's daughter was pretty hot. Oh my god! You know, just um, so bullshit. Getting
1: <laughs> getting details out of Larry is so freaking difficult. I don't recommend anyone ever try it. Yeah, because he doesn't want to talk about himself. I know. I mean,
3: well, it might have happened, <laughs> but I'm not sure.
2: During during my various misadventures in the army, I wound up in an army hospital. And while I was in there, they found out that I have a congenital deformation in my spine, and
3: big the was larger than it's and, like. A,
2: and the uh, the the requirements of the military job that I had taken on could lead to uh, me being paralyzed.
3: You the bazooka so guy, or so did you have the, the bayonet over the head, or what did you do in the army?
2: I was you? the bayonet over the head guy, uh, MOS nineteen Delta. Bayonet overhead guy.
4: That's a uh, Cav Scout, right?
2: That is Cav Scout. That's, that's good. And you uh, can't lie
3: now, Larry, because some of your yeah, you know you're <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, uh, and, and yeah, me, me bumping around in a 113 or a Bradley and lugging around, you know, tow missile rounds, they said, would paralyze me because my spine is screwed up. You really have to
3: be able to move just to reload a fucking gun. Come on.
2: Well, you have to be able to move to carry a 50-pound oh. shell from one end of the thing to the other without the actually belt. being able to stand up.
1: <laughs> That's kind of tricky.
3: Hot air balloon.
2: You Hot have air four ball. feet of clearance in your lugging shells.
3: You can just be the the, the company gimp. <laughs> they, keep you, they keep you in a box, and they open it up, and you roll out Honestly, the outfit. Honestly, the,
2: the reason that even Hot though it was medical, balloon. I say they kicked me out is because when the uh, doctor said that, I went to the CO and flat out offered. I was like, you know what? Give me the waiver saying that if I wind up paralyzed, I won't sue the army. Ran
5: like
3: hell, don't lie.
2: No. Captain I was Hero. like, I just want to go blow up Iraqi dudes.
3: I want to go home. Hurts.
0: <laughs> back hurts.
3: Yeah, it, it, this is during the first Gulf War. I could have put you on a rocket pack. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: yeah, but, yeah. they were willing to let <laughs> switch MOSs to jetpack guy. Yeah, <laughs> have been
1: great. You could be the guy <laughs> that looks out ahead or mine sweeper, <laughs> guy that's tied to the front of the bumper. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. And then we got um sniper on sniper what? Uh just so I don't screw it up. What branch of the military are you in? Uh, I'm in the army. And and
4: what do you what do you do? Um a 14 Juliet in terms of uh MOS, and that's basically I do like brigade level command and control. So Pretty much just work on operation stuff. That's it. Okay, all right. Um, yeah. I have no
1: idea what any of that means. But um, <laughs> is that is that um, uh, like um, I don't know? Is it like are you on the ground? Do you have a gun? Do you um, can you
4: explain it a little bit? Well, they pretty much give guns to everybody who's yeah. in. Uh, basically, what I do is I just work in a it's like a tactical operations center. I basically just sitting there with some high brass. They make decisions, and I say okay, and I put it on a computer. Cool. All right. (laughs) Awesome. And then we have um, Metal from
1: uh, the Air Force, right? Metal, what do you do?
0: Uh, I am, in layman's terms, a construction worker. Um, Awesome. Basically, we deploy. Usually, every six months, we're the highest deployed um, group in the Air Force. We build runways. Roads, buildings. We operate cranes. Basically, any piece of equipment you see on a construction site. Um, all we carry is m It's The only thing we ever shoot in our entire career. Um, that's pretty much it. And we don't usually get hold of when we're over, over, overseas. We never really see it.
1: <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, uh, Brian's and my father was in the. Um, it was in the Air Force. Um, not, sniper, you're typing real loud, dude. Uh, my bad. It's okay. You just Maybe maybe just type <laughs> a little... It's cool if you type. Just type a little quieter. That's all. <clears throat> I don't know why my voice is cracking, but maybe my manlyhood on the military. Because you're so, a masculine yeah, guy. Yeah, it's a big challenge now. You didn't fucking do <laughs> so, shit. I don't know what the guys, fuck's going on. Yeah, but no, our dad was in the um, Air Force, and I'm just curious if... Um, Larry, was your... He guard, a, he guarded nukes. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, would, he guarded... Suck. He, yeah, he guarded the, actually the German rocket bases. Th- yeah, but it was during the Cuban Missile Crisis, so I'm to well, sure. right, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Larry, was uh, your, any of your parents in the military? Uh, No. Okay. A couple uncles, but that's it. So you didn't join because somebody was, like, you know, showing up to your house with an anchor tattoo all the time, being like, you're going to join, you know, that kind of thing? No? That, I, I, I just wanted to go, like, kill people and break things. Were you broke? Was that... I was
2: broke and I, I wanted college money and uh when I started applying to uh, various colleges, um it <laughs> turned out I was neither black nor female and therefore couldn't get much government help. So it was is is the army or find large sums of cash under
1: the couch. Okay. All right. Um a metal uh did you uh, you come from a military family?
0: Um well, uh just on my father my the male side i mean my father was in the army uh my grandpa was in the army my great grandpa was in the army and i'm in the air force so yeah i pretty much just chose the easiest path when they said six weeks of basic i was like what two weeks shorter i'll, I'll yeah just sign me up <laughs> <laughs> but I would be the
3: oh shit christ i went to i went up for fucking ever
1: all right, we'll get we'll get we'll get to that in, in a second. Um, sniper, how about you? Were you uh, um in from
4: a military family? No, no I'm the uh, first one in my family to join up the army. Pretty much just did it for the college money. Yeah. Okay. College,
1: yeah. So everybody was broke. And um, actually, yeah, metal. Were you broke? Yeah. I
0: mean, yeah. I joined three months after graduating high
1: school. So. Oh. Okay. Okay. So. Um, Well let's talk a little bit, before we get to boot camp and stuff, let's talk a little bit about the recruitment process because I'm I'm actually curious about it. Um, let's brian let's start with you since you're the oldest on here um because i'm not even sure how this always might... gotta tell mother i'm he's not the oldest anyway I'm, yeah i'm not
3: yeah. i'm not really the it was oldest the first... guy listens to this it was show. the first world war you know and you just you had to go in i
1: met yeah. the oldest time on this show actually <laughs> Every, everybody knows that you're the oldest guy in the world um no but i don't even know how you actually um because you've never actually told me that story how you
3: um why i went in it was just well, no, uh, no not why you don't you to fucking sit on a couch and read comic books when you're fucking out of high school how you did know? you how did you enlist did you just drive up to the enlistment office one day yeah I, I decided to go ahead and take the plunge and start you know i knew it was gonna be like filling out you know an advertisement for a credit card you know because once you do that they're all over you you know plus they were already calling the house and shit and one guy in my class in fact originally i was gonna join the army right and uh I was just like, you know, I had no fucking clue what I was going But you like that little sailor costume. I wanted a free peacoat. Hell yeah, dude. That fucking army jacket is <laughs> ass, you know. Fucking peacoat, dude. You could wear that out, you know. Anyway. So, yeah, I'm. Uh, I, one guy in my class, he wanted to go in and he wanted to go airborne. And I'm like, I don't want to jump out of airplanes. It just sounds like, you know, you have enough problems on the ground with people shooting at you, let alone flying around with a Kleenex over you. And people still shooting at you, you know. What are you going to fucking do? Shoot back and hope you hit something that's not gonna fucking happen. So, um, but I'm like, you know, helicopters, I saw apocalypse now, so who the fuck didn't get a hard on with the ride of the Valkyries playing in the background? I'm like, hell yeah, you know, that's that fucking, you know, I don't know that I'll actually fly anything, but it'd be kind of cool, even if they teach me how to work on them, that'd be kind of cool. And uh, that was all kind of good at first until it, it got to a point where because uh, I went down the you know, I went down the recruiting station and they were, you know, they're friendly, of course, because they're paid to be. And uh, later on, the guy told me, he's like, dude, I don't know if this is what you want to do. And I'm like, why? He goes, because when you left you told me like, what you want to get into, they were laughing. They're kind of like, that guy's just going to get into whatever the fuck we put him into. And they were joking <laughs> themselves about what fucked up shit they could put me into. And I'm like, okay, we won't be joining the Army then. And uh, another guy I knew in class said he was going to join the Navy. And I don't know fuck all about any of that. Boats... The biggest boat i ever been on was when I went fucking fishing, you know, a little goddamn canoe looking thing, little one, two man job. So I was like, well, fuck it, you know, it was, I knew the, the Marines was the only fucking, <laughs> was the only group that never tried to fucking approach me. And I was like, well, I, I just don't guess I have what it takes to join their ass. <laughs> and the Air Force, the Air Force guy was like asleep, you know, he just didn't <laughs> care whether I fucking wanted to join or not. And I understand you had to have an IQ to get in with them. And I'm like, well, you don't need that with the Navy. So, you know, I'm, I just, dude, all I could see myself doing was like shoveling coal into a boiler. I'm like, can I pay you to do that? Cause I'm in, you know, I don't really, I don't really need fucking a whole lot. You know, I had to have, didn't have a lot of aspirations. I just want to get paid and go see weird shit in other countries, which by God, I fucking got to do.
1: So, so they didn't approach you, you you, you kind of went in yeah, and they didn't
3: fucking drag me out of my house,
1: no, no, but I mean, you know how they go into schools and well,
3: stuff fear, like that. Yeah, you will, no, yeah, like, you know, it was like, well, what are you gonna do? And my friend's like, well, we're going to college. I'm like, that sounds gay, I ain't doing that, you know, so fucking <laughs> bunch of idea. nerds, yeah, I know, I college.
1: Or- okay, Madden Bailey yeah uh, but they
3: have like really weird like the Navy has like some of the coolest fucking jobs in the universe like I'm like one of my guys I knew in boot camp was like what are you here for I'm like "Uh, I'm going for engineering what are you here for because I'm going to be a parachute folder I'm like, you what? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, are you serious? He goes, yeah, dude, I fucking fold parachutes for the fucking guys that jump out of the planes and shit.
2: For the yeah, next pretty- four years, that's my yeah, job. Can you
3: imagine that you're, that's won't your are not suck it
2: all. spending all day folding fucking parachutes.
3: I'd fold laundry for the fucking military, you know? I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm in, you know?
2: So, Although yeah. I suppose all the other dudes are, like, real
3: nice to you because, you know, hey, I'll fuck your shit up. Dude, it's the military, you know. I, I thought about Lair. I'm like, there's some way they fuck with you when you're in. They don't just let you get away with some cake fucking job like that. There's got to be some bullshit attached to it. Like they shoot live rounds over your fucking head while you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bailey, yeah,
1: you better do that anyway.
5: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, jeez.
5: Oh, can I? Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. You move your mic a little bit away from your mouth if I'm you can. I
2: can fucking hear you through my headphones.
1: Oh, years. okay. Yeah, there you go. That's hard. Um it, We went around earlier and uh, just talked about the branch that everybody was in. We have um, uh, Sniper on who's in the uh, Army, and we have Metal on who's in the Air Force. And Brian was in the Navy, and Larry never made it into the Army. Um, can you just tell everybody um, uh, what branch of the military you're in and what you do?
6: Uh, I'm in the Navy, and um, when I... Originally went in. I was a non-designated plane captain that worked on F-14s, and now I'm just a pencil pusher. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, so you work at a desk, is what you're saying now today? Is that right, or?
6: You- uh, yeah, pretty much. And. Okay. So-
1: that's cool. Everybody, I mean, that seems like that's what we got. If everybody was expecting big combat stories tonight, doesn't appear that's going to happen. Grandpa no, will not be making it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that's, No, but that's cool. Um, all right, so um, Larry, how did you go about getting recruited? Did they approach you or did you go in? They came uh, to
3: Larry's house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you have what it takes to be
3: all you can be. Actually, they did come to my house, dick. So there you go. <laughs> God damn are they selling Girl Scout cookies at the same time? I, I,
2: I, uh... I, I actually, uh... I, I signed up while I was still in
3: high school. They had the, uh... They
2: had a thing where you could sign up while you are still a senior, and then they just sort of sort of hold your spot till you graduated and then ship you out. Yeah. Delayed and, entry uh,
0: program. Yeah. yeah that's
2: and, uh... Cool. And that's what I did. They, uh... I, I, I believe initially they came to the high school, although I may have actually gone out to the uh, recruitment center, um and uh, said hook me up and they <laughs> came to my house because I was still a minor so my dad had to sign off on everything and uh, the uh, the recruiter was cool he, he he's going over all the paperwork and he's like okay have you ever used illegal drugs and he looks at me and goes yes that includes marijuana goes, <laughs> and then real quick he goes but before you answer the question I was like okay he goes if you say yes, I can't take you. <laughs> and you will get a piss test, but marijuana stays in your system for three days. So, have you ever used any illegal drugs, including marijuana? <laughs> and I was like, and I take the piss test when I go down for the, like the actual test in a couple weeks. He's like, yes. I was like,
3: no, I have not. <laughs> You lied to your country, sir. So. <laughs> you Um
1: uh, Bailey, if you're interested, we have a chat room up uh and as well as anybody that's listening live. You can go to on your browser to blogtalkradio.com forward slash VGN. And uh, there's about boy, we got a lot of people in there tonight. There's about fifteen people in there right now. Although yeah, a good portion of I'm them not there. are just guests. Yeah, I'm not there either. Yeah, I, I know. well, yeah, but the, um, but a lot of us are. Um, so anyway, if you want to go there, you can check that out. Um, we also, if you're listening live, we do have the phone lines open. The number is 347-327-9476. We've been having a little bit of a problem with people crank calling the shows. So if you call in with an anonymous number for some reason, uh, I won't be picking up the line. Um, and you can still crank me with a... Uh, with We're a, onto you. Yeah, a non-anonymous number, but I'm just, uh, the odds are that you're, you're a crank caller if you're calling up uh, anonymous. Okay, so um,
4: Sniper, how did uh, how'd you go about getting recruited? somebody come to your house or did you go in? How'd that go down? Uh, well, it's basically kind of a long story. I was like halfway through college and kind of ran out of money, didn't have a place to stay. And uh, I was just basically living on campus at the school, like living in public buildings and stuff. And one of the security guards basically like, all right, man, you got to (laughs) go. So, (laughs) so, uh, You got to get out of here. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. And uh, he's like, you know, if you don't have a place to go, there's an army recruiting office downtown. He's like, "Uh, I got a couple people in the army. He's like, it's not bad. So I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And next thing you know, I'm signing the dotted line. You're like, you're going to eat yeah. that sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: Wow, uh, that's crazy. All right, so um, so you, did you ship out right away when you went in? Were you like, I got nowhere to go, I need to go today? Or how did that go down for you? I basically sold them get me the hell out of here as soon as possible. Really? Wow, okay. They just yep. <laughs> throw you on a bus or something, and yep. that, that takes care of it. Huh. Um, Metal, how about you?
0: Um. Well, uh, my junior year of high school, um, they I came over the to air com. They're like, anybody want to take the ASVAB, come up front. So it's like, well, uh, yeah, I, I got either math class or a random test. So I was like, all right, I'll take the ASVAB. Screw that. So I went and took the test, and there's army and air force, and they're all watching us taking the ASVAB and stuff. And you know, and I got I got a decent, I got a pretty high score in mechanical. And so the army and the air force both approached me afterwards, or a couple days later, and they're like, well, why don't you come over? And I my dad was in the Army. I was like, yeah, I'll go talk to the Army guy. And uh, during that time, my parents were going through a divorce and uh, my dad had moved away and I was living with my mom and my mom didn't care, you know, and I wasn't really talking to my dad that much. And I went up to the Army guy and I was talking to him. We were getting, we were just talking. I was like, so you guys got out? Any... Well, I was going to be a tank driver. He was like, well, we can we get you in that job? We can get you in job. He's just trying to get me through and all kind of stuff. And I was like, ah, you know, like, give me a second. And uh, during that time it's Christmas, I went home with my dad uh, to Iowa, I actually lived in Missouri, I went up to Iowa. And th- when I went up to Iowa, I decided to live with him, and so my mom, and he said, you need to sign up for the Air Force. I was like, no, no, you know, I that stuff with the Army, and then I went in there and we started talking, he's like, oh yeah, six weeks of basic training. I was like, what? I thought it was eight. She's like, no, it's two weeks short. I was like, okay. So I started <laughs> talking to him instead, and uh, pretty much, I didn't get, I went in there, he's like, all right, you get five jobs. Maybe you'll get those jobs, probably not, but put them on there anyway. And I was like, okay. So I was putting stuff like A-1, uh, A-130 a pilot mechanic and, you know, all these really cool jobs. And right I put instruction worker, you know, because, you know, it was just kind of, he said, just choose one that you might get. And that was kind of the big thing for basic. Um, also, with the Air Force, it's a delayed entry program. I know I heard Sniper say it earlier. If you want to join the military right now, don't join the Air Force. Um, They usually, for me, it was a nine-month waiting period after I was eligible to actually go into the Air Force because they are overmanned right now. Apparently, the Air Force. So,
7: oh, yeah, it's like that in all the yeah, branches Yeah, they make now. you wait
0: a little bit. So yeah, that was kind of my whole issue with now. the Air Force and stuff. The recruiter hates me now. So needless to say.
1: <laughs> all right, um, uh, Bailey. How about you, man? How did how did uh, how'd you get? Did, did they come to you, or did you go to them?
0: well
6: kevin you might remember this um the judge gave me a choice (laughs) well it kind of came down to it judge um (laughs) you might remember uh originally i was uh signed up to go into the marines because i was desperately trying to earn my my father's love and uh um i got in some trouble my senior year and uh it came down to like you know they were like well listen we can't have any legal stuff over your head before you go into boot camp so you gotta like you know get rid of this uh this stuff so you know my my attorney was like well if you just serve your time and get get it done and it's over and it you know get it get it over with you know uh then before you go in then before boot camp you'll be good to go and you should still be able to go serve well uh, I went and did my three days in uh, lockup for the weekend, and uh, the the uh, it, it ended up making the papers that oh, Bailey's serving his <laughs> time for, for the three days so he can go away f- for Marine Corps boot camp. <laughs> and the uh, the recruiter didn't like that because he said that the gives the Marines the papers, a bad name. I don't know, man. <laughs> hey. Don't know hey,
2: he's dollar bill. <laughs> yeah. That shit's newsworthy.
6: <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, it was like Bailey decides to serve his time so he could go away for a Marine Corps boot camp or whatever. Well, my recruiter didn't like that too much and said, "Hey, man, you know, we could try and get you a waiver, this and that, but this isn't going to work." And blah blah blah. Oh. It was going to cause me more problems, headaches than good. So, luckily, my good friends Brian Stair and Mike Preston had a really good uh uh recruiter that didn't care about all that uh, in the Navy. So they took me to see him and he's like, yeah, no problem, man. We'll sign off on, on, on a waiver for you and we'll take you. And uh, then yeah, instead of sure. going, yeah, instead of going <laughs> into the Marines, they're like, that kind of behavior smiled upon. And uh, cause it involved, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, drinking and, uh, you know, filing women or something. And, uh, that was before tail hook and, uh, so uh, I ended up joining the Navy, and okay. the rest is history. Okay.
1: And did, you didn't ship out right away, though, right? You, you. No,
6: no. I was in the delayed entry program then. Okay. Signed up, still finishing high school in an OWE with you.
1: Right. All right. So um, uh, just so all of our listeners know, um, if you guys can remember, um, uh, we'll go around. Brian, what year did you enlist? 86. 86. Okay. Uh, Larry? 90. Ninety. Um, metal.
0: Two thousand eight.
1: Okay. Uh, sniper. Two thousand seven. Okay, and Bailey.
0: Uh
6: I. It was ninety. Okay. Or, what was it? No, a ninety-one actually, and then I didn't go go away till ninety-two. Okay. So Brian
1: was the only one involved in the Cold War, basically. Um, not, yeah, uh, not really. <laughs>
3: no. <laughs> I,
2: I signed up like current lines. desert storm, <laughs> but the Cold War with the Philippines, perhaps.
3: Yeah, you yeah. Uh, know. Yeah, yeah, the but, uh, Australian Army decided to suddenly start lobbing grenades at our fucking ships. And mine would yeah, have we, exploded. we would have been glad you were there.
2: <laughs> Thank <laughs> God Brian's there to keep us safe I didn't Even though the did. New
1: Zealand
3: I'm like, who's that idiot?
1: <laughs> um, but you, I'm in, well, But I think there was a different feeling in the air, though, because, you know, you had the Russians out there that, you know...
3: Oh, yeah, we did see them.
1: Yeah, that would have been, you know, just a different thing. Um, Okay. They're on the other side of the island fighting monkeys. So I'm... I've I've always... Like, Larry's kind of brought up something that I didn't quite understand, is that, you know, how you get in and what happens immediately after apparently isn't always just um, boot camp. (laughs) Oh, um, if you want to call into the show, this can answer your question, Bailey... Um, the phone number is three, four, seven, three, two, seven, nine, four, seven, six, three, four, seven, three, two, seven, nine, four, seven, six. Uh, we'll be taking calls throughout the show. Um, yeah, I guess you just don't go immediately into boot camp, or maybe you do. So Brian, what happened? Like
3: you got on the bus and where'd you go? I mean, what happens? You got on a plane, got on a bus and then they put us on an airplane. And these cats, at because it depends on where you live, is sort of, um, I thought, like, where they sent, like, which boot camp you got to go to. But I think it also has something to do with, uh, like, what you decided you were going to, you know, or was decided for you. Um, what you were going to do. Yeah. And uh, so cause some of these cats came from, like, down south and shit like that, and I felt kind of bad for them. Because uh, it was June, and we were entering a Midwest summer, and, you know, it gets hot down there, but it doesn't get like it does here, you know. It's like fucking Vietnam and shit. So, uh, yeah, I was on a bus and I was on an airplane. And I'm on this fucking airplane. I'll never forget this, man. I'm trying to sleep because I'm like, I right, God knows when the fuck I'm going to get to sleep again. You know, and I didn't bring nothing. I brought a toothbrush and that was it because my recruiter told me, just bring a toothbrush, don't bring nothing else. And I just spent the <laughs> whole goddamn day getting processed. You know, they process your ass and uh, that, I Literally. mean, it's, it's an all-day fucking event. I mean, it's just retarded. Um, so I got, got, on the, got on the plane, and I'm trying to fucking sleep. At this point, I'm like, I, I have to. It's, if I don't sleep, I'm going to fucking die. And uh, the one guy, I was sitting next to two guys. The one guy on my left was from obviously from New York. I could totally tell by his accent. And then I don't know where the fuck the guy was, was next to him. Probably Ohio because we got nothing but retards out here and uh the guy kept waking me up going this dude next to me won't shut the fuck up man he's like this guy's talking non-fucking-stop what am i supposed to fucking do and i'm just like what do you want me to do about it <laughs> I'm like i mean i i, I can't I have feel these. your pain some I'm asshole like, next to me keeps waking me up no this guy was fucking massive i wasn't <laughs> gonna tell him that that's why i was like why just tell him to shut the fuck up he'll shut up so i have Fucking, you know, it was my trip out in my airplane, and then of course, you land, and there's people, and they're like, okay, you, you know, you people, you, f- you know form up over here, and it's pretty much where you figure out where you're going. They're just like you, you know, just get in this group, get in this group, and just get in this group. They find out who you are, then they realign you because obviously you were in the wrong fucking group, right? <laughs> and, and then, uh, you, I mean, I, I don't know if that was everybody. I know it was for me. And then um, they're like, okay, uh, follow us. You know and then that's when the shitstorm starts What it was at boot camp oh yeah okay, okay 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 i mean you you know they they basically bust you from the airport to uh to um i went to great lakes naval station
1: Okay, we'll get we'll get to that then in a second. So Larry went to some sort of classes or something. So we know that, um, like <laughs> summer school. Yeah, apparently he got the little yellow bus, sh- camouflage, <laughs> shoot guns and throw oh, nice. grenades. I'm having a lot of fun, you know. And then, they-
2: <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it was. I spent the whole time mumbling, "I'm having fun like a Mongol."
3: <laughs> I, had, I had a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> was a plastic and orange with a little flag on the top? I was, yeah, I didn't know. You're that too. No. So 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 the no, cops could quite. see me
2: at nighttime, and I so I didn't
1: get hurt. <laughs> he's he's a, a flash type. He's just in a big yellow outfit. You know? <laughs> big like <garbage> Pac-Man. <laughs> big orange gun stuff. <laughs> Come <laughs> on, Larry, play with everyone else. Yay! Uh, all right, Larry. Well, explain then what exactly happened with you. You got on a bus, or you went on a plane, or what happened? Yeah, at-
2: when, uh they I got on a plane and uh, uh, they flew me down to Kentucky, and then they put me on a bus, and they drove me to a army base, and then they got me off the bus and stood me with a bunch of other guys and yelled at
3: us and ripped the teddy bear out of your arms. <laughs>
5: <laughs> You're a lead nope.
6: fighting machine.
2: No, I claimed the teddy bear was a family heirloom and therefore
3: no. Um, yeah, they take everything from me, man. Fucking gangsters. Yeah.
2: <laughs> actually, God. because I was on the delayed entry program, I, I spent a few months like going down in the metro parks with my recruiter and all the other recruits and playing like capture the flag and war games and shit, and then uh, going back to the recruiting office and doing hand to hand fucking gladiator combat until it's underwear. time to ship me out, and
1: they give me one of those football helmets and the padded things on both ends and you stand in a circle and beat each other up like they show on TV all the time? Did you do that?
2: No, I, Actually, our usual thing was because uh, my, my recruiter was an uh, old dark core infantry sergeant and was built like a house. Uh, the, the basic thing was all of us had to try and take him down and he whooped all our asses. There would be like five of us trying to take him down and he'd just be
1: like slinging us against walls and shit. Do they do that thing where you're at the cafeteria and they make you eat, like, your whole meal in 15 seconds or whatever? Or no? Is that just, like, SEAL training? Or is that... don't have a did yeah, I have I, in the Army, dude. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just asking, you know.
6: <laughs> I blame the Army for my obesity.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know,
2: I, I was talking about it in in, in the uh, chat room. I, I was in Kentucky, so it was cornbread with every every meal and gravy all over everything, so, yeah.
1: Oh. Um awesome. Okay, uh, Sniper, uh, what happened with you?
4: You just uh, got on a bus or a plane, or what happened? Uh, Well, they start you off at this place called MEPS, which is like your initial military in-processing place. They do all their physicals and stuff. From there, they just kind of bust us to the airport. We had to watch a bunch of videos on how to, you know, proceed with an airport like don't talk to strangers don't you know that kind of stuff <laughs> give away secrets you don't know <laughs> yeah. don't take do no, candy people do you don't know give up. your personnel file to people <laughs> take the and, grenades out of your pocket before <laughs> entering the plane yeah and then uh, from there they just shipped me down to Fort Sill and uh, it was an interesting story I was down there in Fort Sill for like two three weeks and uh, what they call reception I, I like to think of it's kind of like military purgatory it's before basic yeah. training and, like, not being a civilian, so they lock you down and you got to study these little books that they give you that have, like, these soldier skills in them, and then they just decided, uh, yeah, we're closing the basic training here down for a couple weeks, and they flew us all over to Fort Knox, so we had to do basic there.
1: So so you were basically, like, after being, like, um, a hobo refugee on the street or whatever, that it was like they were giving you free clothes and free food, and you were like, Really? Yep. <laughs> I can just eat as much as I want. You know, everybody else can't get their food down your plates all clean or your tray or whatever. It's like spotless, you know. Like they're just, I'm going to watch you, ass, you know? No. All right. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, metal, how to go for the Air Force?
0: Um, well, for me, uh, I joined while I was still in high school. I mean, I wasn't the smartest guy in high school, so I literally came down. If I got my diploma, I got in the Air Force. If I didn't, uh, I had to wait another year. But um, uh, we had to go to MEPS, like you were saying. Um, We did a whole bunch of tests there. They made us do things. that We always used to call the underwear Olympics. they strip you down and make you walk naked, or not naked, but underwear on and stuff. That was was, uh,
6: fun. Like a duck. uh, (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) But um, we um, uh, after that, it was running with our recruiter. We'd run and then sometimes we we do push-ups and all that kind of stuff, because you know, our recruiter was so cool, and uh, <laughs> it was just, uh, I was actually on a nine-month waiting list to get on, and I was at an air show, um, working air show for the Air Force, because I was required to do it, even though I wasn't really officially in the Air Force yet, and I call on Sunday saying, hey, you want to leave tomorrow? I was like, but I'm not supposed to leave until uh, September. And he was like, well, uh, some guy got sent back because he had a wart on his toe so he couldn't join the military until was off, and so the position was open. I was like, well, you know what, I, was, I had actually had to sell my weed to make my car payment. So I was like, well, shit, I need the money. So I said, yeah. And so I had 18 hours to say goodbye to all my family and everybody and then jump on the bus. And this is two and a half months after graduating high school. So, it was just a kind of, okay, pack all my stuff, listen to my dad yell at me for like half an hour for agreeing to it and then, you know, off, off I was. But, um, it was two planes. We, I flew out of uh, Des Moines, Iowa to Dallas. I had my last meal which was Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> not the greatest meal to eat before you go on the basics. But, uh, Taco Bell and then <laughs> <laughs> we flew into San, uh, Dall- uh, San Antonio, and that was the start of it, was when we landed on a plane, because I got off the plane, and I was, we were just sitting there, and this, we, I was the last group to show up. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. We, I was the last group to show up for that group of BASIC, and they had a huge time saying, U.S. military, welcome, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, people are excited about me getting here, and this lady comes up and says, sit down. What are you doing? Get over here. Sit in the seat. I was like, oh, I just got here, you know. Like, they Don't give us any training or anything. We don't do any of that reading. It's just go we're from your recruiter to basic training. It's just straight there. Wow. So, I mean, I was freaking out, you know. And uh, we sat down. And then they let us on a bus with no military whatsoever with us. And I'm like, okay, we've got about a half hour till we get there. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to get to sleep. And I start fall asleep. And then there's this chick. It's like, my dad was in the Air Force. And blah 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 and she was just nonstop, like, my dad knows this about the Air Force, and we got to do this. And I was like, just be quiet. I know I need to get some sleep. <laughs> so, needless to say, we got we got there about 4 o'clock in the morning, and they did this, like, whole, like, they put made our feet stand on this little pad to measure our feet sizes and all this other stuff. And we fell asleep, and about three hours later, we woke up and we started basic training. Okay. So, yeah.
1: Alright, so let's um let's talk a little bit. Uh Bailey, um how'd it go for you? Did you uh take a bus?
6: Um no, no. You know, I did uh I did the MEPS thing, stayed downtown, um uh flew out to Great Lakes. Um and i tell you what, you know, I, I have to, in this regards, I have to thank uh, Eric Butera for uh, talking me into uh, joining the wrestling team uh, my senior year of high school. Because even though I sucked as a wrestler, um, just having to go to the practices got me at least to lose weight and get into shape, you know, for somewhat, you know, good enough shape for boot camp and everything. Right.
1: Yeah.
6: You know, so I could pass everything and then get get ready for that. And then, uh, you know, just, you know, I went out to Great Lakes. And then when I seen all these, these kids that were in, I, I forget what, maybe Brian can help me, but the people that would be like in like the, uh, they were like, Either disqualifying themselves or unstable. I forget what the what what group they were in when they were trying to go home and stuff because they couldn't oh, handle, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, handle it or whatever because yeah, they fucking was think up all sorts
3: of weird bullshit. So they yeah, get up. it was too like, no, much. No, 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 once you're in, you're in forever. You know, it's like goddamn it man, like, the guy's it was
6: too too much too for fat, him. Like, can't work out. Yeah, or, or just like you know, He's just
3: my like, pants all the fucking time, weird shit like that.
6: Yeah, there are mental cases they couldn't handle. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, this ain't nothing, man. I grew yeah, up with a full vet for a dad, you know? <laughs> World War II. Nope. Now, all you got to do is fold your underwear correctly, pretty much. and You know? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Trying to get noticed. It's like high school.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, me, I mean, back then I couldn't keep my mouth shut anyway. So I was always getting, you know, PT'd, hitting the ground, you know, yeah, and woke up a- at... Extra hour early and sent to, uh, you know, the drill deck for uh, mandatory, (laughs) whatever it was called.
1: Okay, so what I'll, I'll do at this point then is I'll just um, ask uh, what boot camp was like, and if you have a story or anything, or you want to share anything about boot camp or whatever, um, you could do I that. Spent Twenty years of my life trying to forget that. Shit. Yeah, I know. If you if you don't have anything, that's fine. But you know, you could just talk a little bit uh, about it, because people are interested. I mean, it doesn't have to be uh, funny or whatever. But you know, just uh, Boy, you know, it won't be. Trust me. Did you get your hair? <laughs> did you get your hair buzzed and all that stuff? And uh, yeah. you know, they would give you a bunk or I mean, uh, Brian, break it down for me. What happened
5: to you? Not um, the fun.
3: I, 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 what you recall, I went through what you were discussing before, where you, uh, you go in and, um, you go through, the, or someone was discussing before, you, you go through the process where you basically stand in your underwear, which you, you have to get used to. You know, I mean, I grew up it was just me and my brother, and that was pretty much my dad, and we didn't exactly just sit around in our goddamn house in our goddamn underwear. You know, <laughs> you know, I mean, those, you have to get used to being around 50 fucking dudes, and, you know, you're all going to take a shower together. You know, <laughs> you know you're kind of like, all right, we knew it was going to be like this, you know, hopefully it's, nobody's going to be fucking fruity. Of course, there are some people, but, you know, you don't worry about that shit as long as they don't have a boner and they're looking at you, you know. So uh, <laughs> then you have to go through the process of getting your uniforms and everything else like that, and, uh, you know, they wake you up before any human being on earth is awake, you know, by coming in your room and shrieking at you, and uh, which is, you know, not the usual way that you wake up, and that's when I realized... It prepares you for marriage. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, but that's you. That's because you just went to bed drunk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, where you go, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I mean, th- th- it's just, that was when I realized it was real. I knew that it was no longer a game or bullshit because these guys came walking in there, and as I've described it before, it's not like they're yelling at you. It's like they're going into hysterics, you know, and it just freaks you the fuck out. It's like the first couple of weeks you're there they wake you up super early until they realize that you're you know they get rid of all the babies and shit and then you get to sleep in a little bit longer like maybe an extra hour or something like that which you're grateful for um and then you go through the lines you get your uniforms and then you have to put your name on the inside of your uniforms and they tell you that's because i mean it's for the laundry guys you know so they can you know put the laundry all together so you get your shit back but they said for us it's because we're fucking retards and we're gonna end up trying to put on each other's goddamn clothes and so we know the difference <laughs> And then you had to put it on your clothes exactly right. And there were dudes fucking that up. Like, they put their name <laughs> down on, on their underwear. And it, like they put their name, like, right in the back of their ass on their underwear. And they're like, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> your goddamn girlfriend's underwear? You a fucking idiot? You know, they're, they're not like, the Marines, I guess, they're not allowed to swear at you. But the Navy, you fucking better be used to that shit. Because that's all you're going to hear, man. I mean, it was yep, was believably scary, man. It's like, you know, like, yeah, my brother and I, we had a crazy stepmother. But it's like it was like having a crazy stepmother that was only a guy. They can kick your fucking ass, you know? (laughs) And it's like, you know, at first it's like they don't know who's going to be your drill instructor. So, like, they had, like, a parade of just, like, foaming at the mouth crazies coming through our fucking platoon or whatever it was. And just, like, you know, coming unglued on us for what the hell ever reason. And that is, like, the only thing that you were permitted to have on you was your wedding ring. And I think if, like, you were religious and you had a necklace that had a cross on it. But even then, that they would hold for you. Everything else like hair dryers, brushes, fucking, you, you know anything. They took that shit and it was gone forever. They're like, "Well, your recruiter told you that you weren't supposed to bring this shit, so we're taking it from you. We're going to sell it, and we're going to give the proceeds to fucking whoever, which we know is bullshit. They just kept it, you know. <laughs> you know, but I mean, it was just, it was just you, you know, then you know, the, the whole time it's like, there's no, there was no um, punishment yet." They don't. They don't do that until like after the first week, and then oh fuck, sneak. <laughs> and then they get
1: creative.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. So that's 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 what I was coming off.
1: Of. Okay, uh, Larry, you want to talk a little bit about your experience then?
2: Um, it, it, going going with uh, Brian talking about how they've changed it. You know, they're not allowed to swear at you. They're not allowed to. Uh, like, insult your mom, they're not allowed to insult your religion, you know, dumb shit like that, but, uh...
3: They just insult everything but, else. <laughs> but,
2: but, but they still manage to get cr- creative with the shit, and they do still get in your face and yell at you and call you an idiot, but, uh... Like, g- comparing the real army to... or military, I suppose, to, uh, the, the shit you see in Full Metal Jacket, the, uh... The, the craziest thing that I got in trouble for when I was in BASIC... Was uh, the the one day I was I was in my room and somebody came in and said the drill sergeant wanted to see me and I go down to his office and I walk into his office and he's sitting at the desk and he looks at me like and uh, our, our our one drill sergeant he was like a sniper and shit and he was all one of those like good old boy Southerners that you just knew like w- could snap your neck accidentally in a second without even thinking about it. He's like. He was like uh oh <laughs> I was like uh y- 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 yes Joe Sergeant he's like I I got a call today He's like okay have you written your mother since you've been here I was like uh I don't know he's like write your mother a letter because apparently she called the Red Cross because she was worried because she hadn't heard oh, from me, shit. and the Red Cross contacted the Army, who contacted the commander at Fort Knox, who told my drill sergeant to make sure I wrote a letter home to my mom. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, and it was, oh god! A deal.
5: <laughs> wow, <laughs>
3: that's your fucks, dude.
5: <laughs>
1: Boy, I bet they were glad to see you go. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, that's funny. Uh, all right, um, sniper, how'd uh, boot camp break down for you?
4: Um, well, the way they got it right now is I think they just added an extra week, so it's ten weeks long now. Uh, when I went through, uh, I mean, they say that they're not supposed to swear at you and stuff, but you know, they'll walk into a room, they'll be like, "Does anyone fucking mind if I swear?" And you know, even if somebody speaks up, they're not going to give a shit. <laughs> so they'll, they'll be swearing anyway. You know, uh, they they normally are not going to hate you or anything. At least in my experience, the only time I really saw somebody get hit is uh, we, we're broken up into four different platoons, and one of the platoons, out of rivalry, one of our guys started yelling out the window at them, not knowing that the drill sergeant was right there, and he just comes up the stairs and he's like, "Who the fuck just said that?" Hey, you know, he fesses up because he doesn't want us salt to get in trouble. Drill Sergeant just picks him up, throws him into a wall locker, and, like, just right out of the air, like, uh. all the way across the room. There's a huge dent in the wall locker and <laughs> shit. But uh other than that, it's pretty normal stuff. They just teach you all the shit that you need to know, uh, how to shoot a rifle, you know, how to set up, like, a claymore mine, like, combatives. Now they're teaching uh, kids CLS. Which is bad, because uh in CLS, to pass it, basically what needs to happen... uh CLS, by the way, is combat life-saving. Okay, it's just about to, to pass bad. it, you need to stick somebody with an IV. So you gotta trust somebody in this platoon that you just met to stick an IV into you. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, people will be passing out from that shit. <laughs> Other than that, though, pretty straightforward stuff. I think the uh, craziest thing that happened to us is during our little... Field training exercise, which is where they take you out to this uh, this little base that they have set up with like uh, razor wire all around it, and you gotta pretend to protect it from like fake enemies, which are the drill sergeants. Uh, What happened is um, the drill sergeants attacked us at night. So they came in, you know, firing blanks at us. And some dude just hopped on this radio and just started calling for backup. (laughs) He didn't know that he wasn't supposed to do that. He thought the radio was for training, but he actually called like range control. And, you know, all range control heard was like they're throwing grenades at us or something. So <laughs> they just come flying down the road, you know, like seeing what the hell's going on. They realize it's a training exercise, man. We got smoked for like three hours straight in the middle of the night for that shit. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> when you say smoked, though, what, uh, what does that mean exactly? Like what, uh, Smoked is just the term we use. Basically, they work us the hell out, you know, push-ups, okay. jumping jacks, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Just for three hours straight until you're basically
1: just falling over. Is that basically the, the punishment uh, that Brian was talking about? Is just lots of exercise? Or do they oh, do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's pretty much it.
2: They, oh. they, they get creative, though, with it. Like, ours yeah. at least. Big fans of the incline push ups, which suck ass.
1: <laughs> What's that, where they put the boards under your feet? Where you, where you
2: put your feet, like, up on a desk. Right. And you have to do push ups on the floor. Wow.
1: Could you do one, Larry?
2: Oh yeah, I I I had many chances to show exactly how many I could do. Yeah. Um, actually, our drill sergeant had his favorite if he was really pissed at you, which which I also got to do once or twice. Was uh, he'd tell you to come by his office to play with baby? Baby was a big one hundred five shell, you know, one hundred five millimeter bazooka, or, uh, you know howitzer shell, right? That uh they took the casing, filled it with cement, sealed it, and then, you know, dropped it or beat it with a sledgehammer or whatever to bust up the cement inside so that it would shift on you and you had to do uh, gorilla presses with it, you know, up and over your head and behind your neck and shit like that and he'd just have you do that while he stood there and watched you until you couldn't do it anymore and at that point you could ask for permission to put baby down and (laughs) if he felt you had enough, you were allowed to put baby down but then... You, you immediately got to put your feet up on his desk and do push-ups until you asked for permission to stop doing that. And then maybe he would let you play with baby some more and just keep going back and forth like that, basically until he wanted to go home.
1: Wow. <clears throat> that's uh, That sounds pretty terrible there. You do that a lot, I guess, huh? You... <laughs> Once or twice. Described it pretty accurately, yeah. Uh, Brian, did you have similar?
3: No. No, nothing? You were... You were... We didn't... We didn't have push-ups where they, they put your feet up, you know, like that because, you know, I mean, really, in the Navy, how, you know, it was it was more running and climbing sorts of bullshit. I mean, we didn't have, like, obstacle courses and stuff, but it was more like, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, running in place, stuff like that, because that's more what we were about. Tying know? knots? Did you do a lot of knot tying in the Navy? Yeah, we had to learn some of that, but it was always, a oh, fuck, I forgot about that shit. There's
6: yeah, was a lot was like, of, like push you know in the up position and hold yourself up and you know stuff like that
3: yeah because you did you use that but it wasn't yeah we weren't so worried about you know like you know how fucking strong are you anyway it was more like can you last you know (laughs) (laughs) because you could fucking fall over dead doing some of the goddamn jobs they got for you you know standing watch for fucking hours on end but uh yeah, okay. it was. They, they 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 pretty much worked your ass off.
0: Okay,
3: uh, metal. How about uh, how about for you? What was
1: uh, boot camp like?
0: Uh, well, for the Air Force, it was uh, relatively easy from what I'm hearing uh, from you guys. Uh, they could only make us do PT in a certain room. Um, but uh, yeah, instead of nine they holes, really they
7: make us golf eighteen.
2: If <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, they it, were really it, pissed, we weren't allowed to use the cart. <laughs> yeah.
6: I have to carry my own clubs.
0: <laughs> it was, uh, the worst thing I ever heard was uh, a drill sergeant threatened to, uh, pin a airman up against a wall with the, uh, with the flag. He was, uh, threatening to pin him up against the wall. Um, other than that, I mean, the, I mean you guys say he had rooms. I mean, our rooms were We room all shared the base. same
5: room. Yeah, <laughs> pretty
0: much, dude. We had two separated bays, sort of. They had doors on both sides with 25 people on each bay, uh, bunk beds. But. Um, Air,
1: Air Force is. They, uh, Air Force Boot Camp co-ed?
0: No, no. Okay. Sometimes you might get lucky to get a, a girls across the. There was like a, a stairwell, and there was two, two different bays across, went by like a main door that went down the stairwell. And sometimes you get lucky to get a, a female. Across from you, but we we got a, a, a brother group across from us, so we weren't lucky enough to get that. So <clears throat> the way our the way ours were, hmm. and <laughs> PT here the second week you go around in uniform with tennis shoes, the third week you go around with uniforms and combat boots, fourth week you go around in uh, your your uniform but with tags. Your U.S. Air Force, your name, all that kind of stuff, and then fifth week, which is pretty much your almost your last week, you went around in blues and took pictures and you know looked pretty for the looked pretty for the camera. So it was relatively easy compared to what you guys were talking about. But for some reason, you know, I mean, it, we were I know we're trying to keep it light and everything, but everybody was like, "Oh my god, I can't do this anymore." You know, they hardly yelled at us. You know, that's the worst part of was getting yelled at. You know, if you can get yelled at, you can join the Air Force. You know, you know all these. It's not really that difficult. I mean, there's actually—I um, don't—I don't know if you find this funny or not. A, a guy took a uh, a waxer, an uh, actual floor buffer, and we have balconies, and he tried throwing it over the balcony, and it hit the balcony <laughs> below, him, and he actually his neck got caught, and so he's hanging over the balcony, holding himself, while the, the, the it had just just enough length where it was pulling on him but not enough to choke him. So he's hanging <laughs> on the balcony for like 20 minutes yelling, like, help me, because he was stuck. He couldn't move. So, yeah, that was pretty much the, the weirdest thing that happened. At I really don't understand it because it really wasn't that hard. <laughs> so. All right, Bailey. <laughs> What's
6: up? I'm sorry. What was the question after that buffer thing? I just, That's my not... mind went blank. <laughs>
1: um, <clears throat> uh, um, how, how did uh, boot camp go for you? Uh, 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 yeah. oh, oh. no no we're on Bailey sorry yeah your phone's just a Probably, little bit choppy yeah. there it's okay uh.
6: Yeah after the, you had enough with the buffer story <laughs> um, <laughs> um boot camp like i said boot camp wasn't wasn't that bad i mean you know i uh i got pt a lot because you know i couldn't keep my mouth shut but uh like brian was saying i mean there was just <laughs> our guys made swearing an art form. Oh yeah! Uh, I mean, they swore so much that it, we just we picked it up.
5: And you were so gaw. bad,
6: yeah. <laughs> that we, we all picked it up. That we were just like it became part of our own language. I remember after graduation, going out to dinner with my mom and dad, and them asking me questions and me explaining. Telling them, answering their questions and swearing to my mom and dad. Oh, let me tell you about the fucking this, you know, and then and, and my mom's eyes just bugging out and I'm not even realizing, you know, I'm swe- I'm dropping F-bombs to my own mom, you know, and then my, my niece and and like I think Dana Boza drove down and Mario Caruso and they're like, dude, and I'm like, what, you know, <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And my, my dad was, like, grinning, you know. He loved it, you know, for you know.
1: I actually remember you telling me that story a long time ago, too. That's funny that you did that.
6: Yeah, yeah, I didn't even realize. I had to almost, like, go through, like, a class to, to you know, <laughs> do, de- like, uh, get, get civilized again coming out of that, you know, so I could speak to my own mom. She was just like, oh, my goodness, you know, saying the rosary that night, please, Lord, get the demons out of my son, you know. But, <laughs> But, uh, but you know, I mean, the only, like, really bad experience I think I had during boot camp was, like, you know, my grandma, who was, like, I was really close to, ended up dying, like, when I was, like, halfway in or close to the end of boot camp, and uh, my mom wrote me and told me about it, and I couldn't, like, I could have went home for her funeral and stuff, but then I would have had to come back I would have left boot camp and I would have came back with a different class and graduated with a different yeah, class. And you I never was know like,
3: fucking you can Yeah, fucking you
6: kids know, kids. so I was like, I kind of was just like, you know, mom, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, I was bummed out about it, you know, but I was like, you know, I'm, I've been in, in this with these guys. And I think, you know, my mom was like, Grandma would understand, you know, finish up. And, you know, and it was kind of, that was kind of hard, but, you know, I, I finished up with the guys that I was in there with, and you know.
3: Did you get anybody <laughs> that like they failed, so they had to go back and retake this shit? Because that's what There's, happened with us. Like we new had Avengers, a couple, like guys. Uh,
6: yeah, we had a couple black guys that uh, um, that just couldn't get the swim, the jumping off the diving board, and back. You know, back when we went through, we still had those ridiculous uh, um, pants. Uh, what the hell are they called? Dungarees or whatever. You know. Yeah. with the bell bottoms and stuff that you jump off and then you have to blow them up and make them into life preserver and stuff. And these guys sunk like rocks, man, you know, and uh, we just couldn't, we worked with them as much as we could. And, you know, luckily I grew up in Bretton Ridge, my dad at the pool, you know, I was like a fish, you know, but I mean, we just couldn't get these guys. We worked with them as much as we could, but a couple of these yeah, guys. a lot of
3: city dudes just never yeah. swam anywhere before, man. And I'm just like, thank God we live in the burbs. And I mean, that was yeah. like, well, when I went to junior high back in Michigan, there was a there was a pool there, and that was like one of the courses they had. Like, you know, well, you you got to learn how to swim and shit. So I was like, phew. You know, because otherwise that would have been a real fucking mess, man. Because, yeah, there were dudes that just could not fucking swim. But they were like, you know, they tried teaching them and shit at Great Lakes. You know, they had like the seals or the fucking... Uh, Oh, hell, those other guys. The other underwater fucking demolition dudes out there, you know. Yeah, two
6: guys or whatever. Yeah.
3: yeah, they're just out there teaching people how to swim. But we had guys that just, like, couldn't pass, like, any of the, like, uh the, the written tests. You know, they, you know you had to learn naval history, which well, I don't even know why the fuck they taught you that shit, because you never use it, you know. So, yeah, they're teaching Well, that, you didn't and...
6: stay in long enough. You got to do it to, for advancement exams.
3: Oh, it's fucking ridiculous, man. They fucking tried teaching everybody that, and it's like... You know, if you, if you did well, they gave you a flag. So, if, like, if you did well in athletics, you got an A flag, and then if you did uh, well, like, with, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, all we have are A flags, and my fucking platoon leader was just like, yeah, you guys are dumb as fuck, but at least you can do push-ups. <laughs>
6: it's fucking retarded, man. March in place. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: so let's uh, let's go from out of boot camp now into when you first. Uh, I mean, basically, you. I, I if I recall, do, do you get out for a little break right after boot camp, or no?
3: That is Brian. You go. First. You can. Okay. You can. But uh, they. Say if you do, um, you, you, you could. You have the choice of going and, or you can just go straight in, and then you get out. Like they say, you get out earlier, but I didn't notice any fucking difference. To be honest. <laughs> so, um, so
1: did you go straight in, or did you go home right after? Went boot camp? straight in. Okay, where did oh you, what, what happened? Where did you go? Basically,
3: I just walked across the base because it was a Great Lakes uh, a naval station for um, boot camp. It was a Great Lakes naval station for a school. Okay. So, uh. There
0: was trade schools, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Right. And so you learned a trade, and how long did that go
1: on for? Ever. <laughs> No, really, before you got put on the ship and all that kind of stuff, you know, station at a station, what, what, what how did, I, I didn't know any about, like, a trade school, what, explain it.
3: Well, I mean, you know, you have to, uh, you have to be, um, figure out what you know, you figure that out before you even go in, you're like, well, this is what I'm going to do, um, this is, uh, you know, where my career is going to, le- you know, what it's going to lead to, yada, 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 so that pretty much determines, like, where you're going to be going to school anyway, Um you know, I'm like when I when I went in, I was like I was thinking, well, maybe I'll learn to be a firefighter or something like. They're like everybody learns how to do that. You know, it's not like they have. You know, what are they going to do on the fucking ship if the ship's burning and shit? Right? You know, it's one of those gigs where uh... <laughs> they call the fire department. Yeah, they're going to fucking you know the goddamn Coast Guard going to put the fire on the naval ship. You know, that's not going to happen. Everybody learns. I'm like, well, what about police? I was like, no, we don't we don't have that either. You know. Uh,
1: okay, so so what did you go in as
3: a boil, boiler boiler w- tech? Or? I wanted to be a boiler technician because right. I actually had no fucking clue what a boiler technician even was. So <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, how bad can that be, right? And you oh, know, boy. yeah, that was that was that was dumb. We all know. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I went in to do that shit, and uh, did, that obviously didn't work out very well.
1: So, so you went to this trade school then to be... I see a, why you went nuts now. So, so, you, went, so you went to this oh, yeah. trade school to be a Boiler Tech, that they yeah. taught you how to do it. And how long were you... I mean, do you remember how many weeks that was or months or, I mean, how long Well, you,
3: if I had actually successfully completed my school, <laughs> um, I think it probably would have been maybe three or four months, maybe even six I don't remember exactly. I know they do try to back then they were trying to pump us out as fast as possible cuz whatever they teach you in books is you're, you're just throw the fuck away the second you get on the ship anyway cuz you know it's pretty <laughs> much it's all rubbish. Yeah,
0: You know, I mean, safety <laughs> so don't matter on a ship.
3: Yeah, it don't you don't, don't fucking matter cuz that crap is useless, you know. The, the boy the books that you're, you're reading out of have nothing to do with the boilers you're actually going to use. You know, because the, uh, they're way they're way fucking m- more advanced.
1: So. so, so you didn't. So while you were there, though, you didn't do
3: very good. You 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 failed. No, I was or? actually doing. I was kicking ass. I just uh, what should I call it? Um,
6: but you just find a candy bar.
3: I talked to a guy who was a, <laughs> who was a uh, boiler technician, and um, I asked him like, "What's it like?" He's like, "Dude, you don't want to do this job." I'm like, "Why not?" And he's just like. You will, he goes. You will. Ne- I found out too that my ship that I was supposed to get on because I was, I was, I was actually like, you know, this 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 works out pretty good, man. You know, um, I was, you know, learning uh, basically all the different parts of the ship that I had. You know, I I was never really mechanically inclined before I went in the navy, and uh, I was really enjoying the fact that I'm like, wow, I could actually do this. The guy goes, yeah, you're going to Hawaii, right? I'm like, yeah. He goes, yeah. If you're a boiler technician, you will never ever get on land, okay? Because the ships out there are fucked up, number one. He's like, I mean, he's just going on and on. I'm like, how are you doing? He goes, Cause I, he goes I just came back. because I was just there, man. Because he I'm here to tell you, you don't want to fucking be a boiler technician over there. I'm like, well, I mean, I don't want to just fail out. He goes, dude, you can go to, just tell him, you know, when you get out, you're going to go to engineering anyway. And then, like, pick engineering or something. You know, don't fucking be a boiler technician. You'll never get out of the fucking, and then... He, was li- he wasn't lying to me. He was telling me the truth. Boiler technicians and the machinist mates never get off the ship, man. Especially if their fucking chief engineer's a dick, and most of them are. You know, I mean... <coughs> so, you, so you so so you, you, Purposely failed. Uh, you failed? I purposely failed. So what do they do with you when you fail? Well, first they come in there, and they have you, like, stand in a line, and they bring you in there, and there's three guys, you know, all, like, chief petty officers with a bunch of fucking folders and acting very officious, telling you, you know, you better shape up. You know, and I'm like, well, why don't you guys just send me out to the fleet? Like, no, we're not doing that. We sank a lot of time and money into you, yadda yadda yadda. Yeah, like, yeah. All right. <laughs> no. Okay, so you fail, and then they they, they reassign you, or what? What did, what did they? Yeah, do? what happens is you, they finally, you, when you fail out, they bring you before you, and act like they're really fucking disappointed in you. You failed the navy. You didn't do right. But before you have to go through a string of dudes, man. You go through a string of so taxpayers. Yeah, you. Well, you you go. You actually have to deal with taxpayers. So you have like, guys that are citizens. They, maybe they used to be fucking in the military, but they're not anymore, you know. So uh, they they sit there and they're fucking chewing your ass, and you're like, "Fuck you! You're wearing a goddamn suit. I'm not listening to you." And every one of them used to be an admiral, you know. You get used to hearing that bullshit story after a while. Like I used to be an admiral. I'm like, well, you're fucking not one now. You know, all of nineteen and knowing what the fuck I'm talking about, right? This is like fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. Blah blah blah. This is
1: when the attitude
3: develops, right?
1: You've you've reached your (laughs) your your
3: fill. Attitude develops when you're on the ship, okay? okay. And you're not with those cat. You're not with those guys you saw in the fucking like the promos on TV. All these clean cut, ripped, want to do right for what's good people. You're not with them, man. Scott
6: back playing in the background, you know?
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, with fucking uh, Keith Davies, fucking talking like you want to join the best. You join the navy or the marines or whatever the fuck he's talking about. Which you know, you just get you know, all these jets flying around and shit. Tom Cruise music playing in the background. That shit's not going on. the guys that got in because it was that, or the judge was sending his ass to prison. You know,
1: you're like, all right, oh, all right, we'll get to that. We'll Jesus. get to that. But but just so just so everybody's clear. So basically, after you got your ass chewed out or whatever by everybody in the line, they basically said you're going to be an engineer. Is that what happened? Or no, well, I was already.
3: I was going to. I mean, I already had the basics of engineering down. You know, what I mean by basic, I mean you know. I know that if they put me in the bottom of the ship, that's where all the engines are. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's about it, man. You know, like uh, don't touch that; it's probably really hot. You know, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that could kill you. Okay. Um, yeah, because so you know they're like, okay, you have it down. You were doing really good, blah blah blah. So we'll put you on the ship, and then that chief engineer on the ship will either decide or if he just has a lot of fucking open spaces ask you like what happened with me where do you want to go okay
1: okay we'll so get to that so I
3: real fucking lucky
1: uh larry at this point i guess you'll just chime in when you have something to add <laughs> yeah <Okay. laughs> just, i don't know what else to ask you about um uh sniper so uh what happened with you you got out of boot camp and then you go to
4: trade school as well uh yeah basically um i, I was kind of lucky my uh basic training ended like directly when christmas was coming up and they give you like a couple days where you can just take leave and go home for christmas so uh I-, I took like 10 days i think and then i just flew right out to uh fort bliss for what the army calls ait which is advanced individual training which is essentially trade school but uh it, it wasn't too bad i mean and they uh they give you that leave there so you can go home say hi you know to your family and stuff but then they just send you right back out and uh, that was pretty good because my trade school was like 22 weeks long. I was there for like half a year. Did you go in for what you're doing now? I mean, did you know what you wanted to do when you started that trade school like type of yep. thing? Yeah. And, and... Um, to an extent. The Army, they let you choose what job you have before you go in. Like you get to come in as the job you pick. But uh, the details they give you about your job are very, very, very vague. So I came in with a really... <laughs> really general idea of what i was doing but uh it, it turned out pretty good
1: okay okay um uh metal what about you
0: um same thing i uh well when i originally went to sign up the air force they were like yeah we need security forces you know and i was like yeah you know i've always wanted to be a cop and so i was like all right sign me up put me on security forces and uh, they were like, yeah, 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 we'll get you in. I went to, the first time with went to MEPs, they're like, oh, we lost papers for what your jobs are. What do you, are your top five jobs do you want? It's like, oh, i put Security Forces in my top job. You know, I didn't really, I, I had like three jobs I actually wanted, you know, and, and MEPs. And I filled it out there, like, yeah, I'm telling you Security Forces. And then at uh, BASIC, they they make you fill it out again. And I was like, well, I already said I want to be Security Forces. Well, well, we don't actually look at that kind of stuff. And I was like... So what was the point? It was like, oh, we're just trying to get you introduced to all the jobs and stuff, the Air Force. And so there, they actually make you fill out all five positions, and they make you fill out bases that you want, like you're actually going to get them. Um, <laughs> but uh, when I went and signed up, I was like, all right, I know I want to be Security Forces, but I actually heard from people, yeah, three Forces had like three extra weeks of basic training. And, you know, I mean, I heard some cool things, like, yeah, they get to use grenade launchers and M4s and yeah. shotguns, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah. You know, and at the same time, I was like, "Well, I, I signed up the air force I didn't want to do more basic training. So, mm. AC one
5: hundred
0: and thirty mechanic, or I'll be a you know uh, operations, or a uh, ground transportation specialist." In my last one, I was like, "I want to be a heavy equipment operator," because it was like you work with equipment and help stuff. And uh, I was like, "All right, I'll de-, you know," and uh, I ended up getting um, uh, heavy construction and equipment basically construction in the short term. And we went to tech school, which was 13 weeks. Um, pretty much they stick you in like a little uh, actual like uh, college dorm type thing. You have three people per room. And you go, you learn how to drive dozers, dump trucks, loaders, all of every piece of heavy equipment that the Air Force has. We actually trained at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, which is an army base. We were trained alongside the Navy. And uh, the Army. Uh, they, they train on every different piece of equipment and they train with us on some of them. And, and now, I'm
1: the kind of honestly, I'm kinda naive. Of uh, I mean, I know about the Army Corps of Engineers, but what exactly is the Air Force building? I mean, are you building runways? What, what is it that the Air uh, Force builds?
0: Uh, Underground
6: uh, tunnels yeah. under Denver International. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, um, basically, when you look at the videos of Baker, you see those. Uh, Barriers like the sand-filled barriers, or you see the, the concrete walls or, like, the different kind of walls around the bases. Um, so we build those. Um, we uh, build, like, basic roads, basic dirt roads. When We make, like, the preliminary base. We make all the dirt roads, and we make a fencing. We do everything, basically, with any base. The Dirt Boys has had a part of each and every building. So it's just... It's just sorry, I keep calling it Dirt Boys. That's our... Uh, our name instead of calling it construction I mean, we just call ourselves dirt boys okay and we uh we just we have uh, potholes on the runway um we fix those roads, all that kind of stuff um i mean it's just water breaks we dig on the ground we open up the water lines so we can be able to dig them um pretty much anything that a regular construction company does the dirt boys can do ourselves we actually do a lot of uh a lot of concrete work over in the desert that's basically all we do over the desert we build parking lots and roads I mean, the last I actually talked with guys a couple of years, uh, got back and they laid, I think it was like almost 32 miles worth of like concrete parking lots and it was just this ridiculous number, you know That is amazing, I,
1: I, if you would have ever asked me uh, what does the Air Force do, I would never in a million years thought you guys were building parking lots and doing construction and shit like that I mean, you yeah, you just uh, never
0: knew. That's interesting. Yeah. It's just, but uh, the main part of our job when we're back home is water digs and some other stuff, but I know we'll get to that later. Um, tech school was a uh, pretty interesting time. It was a lot of fun. It wasn't a basic at all. I mean, yeah, we had, you know, sergeants and stuff yelling at us most time, but it was honestly like a, a, a college experience. We actually get college credit for going through the tech school since it's a type of engineering school. We get college credits for going through that, and uh, so all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it was honestly it was a lot of fun. I mean, we, we, during the weekends, we got the time off, and we were playing video games during the weekends, and you know, it really wasn't that bad. So, okay, well, I mean, basically,
1: cool. basically um, the other armed forces sound like complete misery, and the Air Force sounds like good time.
0: They have so many rules because the Air Force is, they want the Air Force is popular because they want to get the smart people. They need to look easy because they need to get the smart people. Right. Because it's what we need. Right. I'm, not, I'm not calling the Navy dumb. I'm not calling the Army dumb. Or even we are. sorry. Right. I mean, we
5: work,
0: so we, we work we with a lot of on base. We have a, a Army Reserve Center. We have, a you know, sometimes we actually have a Army Corps, a Corps of Army Engineers building being built on base right now. Mm. So, I mean, it's not I'm calling dumb. we need the smart people for the, the uh, space program and the cyber program and you know learning
1: <laughs> can't be a uh, hair, hair cutter yeah.
0: so we yeah. gotta look easy <laughs>
1: alright cool uh, Bill yes uh, me? Was, so you went into uh, training or uh, trade school now uh, were you the guy because I get you and Vinoy confused of what you did in the Navy were you on an aircraft carrier at one point yes okay. me was alright smart ass Uh <laughs> Tell, tell us about your training, though. What happened there?
6: Um, well, I was, uh, because I guess I, I didn't score high enough in my ASVAB and to get anything I really wanted to do. So uh, at the time, they had this thing called uh, the apprenticeship program where you could do uh, two years active duty, six years in the reserves on your contract. So I, uh, was, uh, I did that. And after boot camp, I went right into this apprenticeship training at Great Lakes. So, uh, you know, I had I got
3: out.
6: yeah, I had a couple. So it sounded
3: uh, awesome, man. I was like, "Son of a bitch, when the fuck they offer of that?"
6: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. So we're like, right after you know my my boot camp, you know, I had the weekend off with the family and stuff, and then they went home, and then I uh, stayed for that apprenticeship thing, and it was like three more weeks or something like that for this training, and then I got to go home, you know, for, like, uh, leave, and uh, before I had to report to my train, you know, where I wanted to go, and I originally was signed up for, I think, uh, seaman apprenticeship, where I was going to, you know, learn to be a bosun mate or something like that on on a ship, and then I was talking to some people, and I sounded like the airman apprenticeship program was a better deal you know cuz i was going to get to work on you know f14s and stuff like that and i was just like man i don't want to be scraping ships and stuff like that i'd rather <laughs> stuck you know
3: take up a fucking airplane
6: yeah yeah that, you know <laughs> top gun was you know my, yeah, i sucked a lot of guys you know? yeah so i was just like you know so i was able to switch i was like hey is there any chance i can switch you know while i'm here and you know, so they let me there. Yeah, sure, why not? Because you could see, you know, it was really hard to qualify then. You It was just like, <laughs> just go ask them, you know, for any of those. So, <laughs> so I ended up get. They ended up just cutting me orders for uh, uh, Virginia Beach uh, at NAS Oceana, and I, you know, so I went home, did my two weeks leave, and then I ended up, uh, you know, and the and the school was just very basic stuff, based just teaching you what the rating badges stood for and. You know, basic Nine air nights. apprenticeship stuff. Yeah, you know, and then uh, what you had to do when you showed up there, and you know, basic air rate stuff, and then uh, basically, you know, then you then hey, when you when you got a report for your orders, and and that was it. And okay. Then,
1: uh, All right. Uh, so we uh, we got about forty five minutes left, and uh, we haven't really hit the good stuff. So what I'm going to do is uh, just. Um, uh, ask everybody to talk a little bit about, um, where they got stationed and then, uh, we'll just go around and if anybody has any stories that they wanted to bring up to the show, we can do that. Um, cause otherwise we're going to run out of time.
3: Um, Brian, so you got out and you got stationed where? I was stationed in Long Beach, California after that, which I was just like, thank God, you know, cause my mom lives out there. So that kind of worked out pretty well. Um, and you were living out there at the time, which, you know, worked out pretty good too. And you got on a. Uh, and you got on a. What kind of a ship? I was on an AOR seven. I was on a, the AOR seven, which was a tanker. Um, basically, we would we held the ship's mail, um, a lot of the food, and we also uh, carried the majority of the fuel. Um, yeah, so stationed in Long Beach, California. Although I did not catch my ship in Long Beach, California, I. Uh, was flown out from the West Coast, because when I, when I got out of A school, they still give you a couple of weeks off, because I figure, you know, life's been pretty unkind, so that, let's give him this poor, this poor this poor man a couple of weeks, where he can, uh, whatchamacallit, you know, readjust to a, the fact that he's going to be on a ship slaving away. Um, so I went to, I was in what? I was in Cleveland for one week, and then I was in LA for another week, visiting you and mom, and then... Uh, I got to uh, go straight out to um, try to catch my ship which they weren't sure exactly where it was so for the first week I was in the Philippines which this is the back in when the Philippines was fun um, if you were single and male um, and then they, my ship was like no no it's because they thought I was in Diego Garcia, which I understand is a really shitty place for, you know, just about anybody. And they're like, no, it's at CIS and so I got to wait here. So, yeah, three weeks I was in uh, the Philippines, which was really, 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 really fucking cool. And then um, I had to catch a one of those giant fucking planes made out of cement uh, and fly out to Australia to catch my ship. So once that, I'm like, I'm done. I've pretty much gone to every place that's really awesome. Uh, I don't really have a need to be in the military anymore because I just wanted to see all this cool shit, and I got to. So thank you. And they're like, no, you don't get to anywhere. So you know, I mean, right from the film, I mean, I was fucking broke, and you know, they dump me in goddamn Australia, and they're like, well, go find your ship. I'm like, well, where is it? They're like, we don't know. Like, I maybe you're unfamiliar with this, but I've never been to Australia before. And they're like, yeah, well, that's that's pretty much your fucking problem, isn't it? Like great, that's 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 fucking wonderful. So, I was stuck on a continent I'd never been to, and I had to find my fucking ship. And I'm like, well, they're like, what kind of ship is it? I'm like, oh, I didn't know shit, right? Uh-oh. So uh, I had to go find my fucking ship. And your ship was like, part of, uh, I think you said it was part of the Enterprise's battles. Yeah, or? the Enterprise. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, we we filled up a lot of fucking ships, but that was the one I remember the most. Okay. Um, Because, you know, aircraft carriers, if you're on one or even if you're looking at it from, I mean, they're just fucking gigantic. You you can't even believe that thing doesn't sink. Um, Yeah. So I was stationed out in Long Beach and uh, caught my ship, got on my ship. Ship started to pull away from Australia. Finally, after I found it, you know, there for like another week. But I was just trying to get oriented with being on, you know, on the ship. Discovered I get seasick rather easily, which is fucking hell on earth for anybody that gets seasick. And then went from there to uh, Singapore, which was awesome, until I discovered that while I was, you know, on on shore with everybody else, that I'm actually supposed to be back on the ship because I'm supposed to be standing a watch, which I was like, oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty fucking serious if you pull a stunt like that. But I got back before anybody missed me, so that was pretty cool. And then from there, it was February, we went to Adek, Alaska to take on fuel, which was really fucking, I mean, you know, I'm down, you know, you have to stand watching the bottles of the ship, and I was wearing a sweater, because okay. it was cold, and it's usually like, you know, like 120 or some odd degrees down there, walking around and shit, and I'm down there with a fucking sweater on, because was, it was freezing cold out up there. Okay, well, you don't
1: have to take me through your whole tour, I was just, you know... I'd say Westpac 86, I was on that, if you, were, you, know I caught my ship, and... Yeah. If you if you think of any stories we're go, we're going to go around at the at the end oh, here. Don't worry, just playing. Um <laughs> uh, sniper. You got out of uh, um, yeah yeah uh, trade and you got station
4: where? Uh, basically the entire 2 years uh, that I was in active duty, they kept me at uh Fort Sill, Oklahoma, which uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Oklahoma. I think I heard some of you guys mention it. It's fucking terrible out there. Like, the only <laughs> fucking thing you can do there is drink. <laughs> Anderson lived
1: there for a while, and I think he would agree with you if he was on, because yeah, yeah. he didn't do shit out there except not eat
4: and sit inside. <laughs> Pretty much that. I was like in two different units. The first unit I was in was supposed to be going to Korea, and I was all psyched about that. Then I got orders to go to a new unit that was just coming in from Korea, so I could train their soldiers on how to do my job. So I basically just got fucked over that way. Spent two and a half years just in Oklahoma, just getting drunk every weekend. <laughs> which It sounds it, terrible. <laughs> that, that part there isn't too bad. It's kind of funny. They almost encourage it because like, the only place you can actually buy liquor 24-7 is on the Army Post. The little shopettes they got there. Wow. But,
1: uh, they hook you up there. So you can find like uh, underage girls at 17 and be like, can you buy a spirit And you're like, not only can I buy you a beer, but I can buy you a beer 24 hours a day. No.
0: Uh, <laughs> all right. uh, metal? Um, well, uh, I'm stationed uh, straight, straight out of tech school. Um, I got stationed at Dias Air Force Base. Um, when I signed originally, I was like, all right, I want somewhere up north. I like snow. I like cold. You know, they gave you good gear, you know, all that kind of stuff. And they're like, all right, we're sending you Texas. All right. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to come back here at all, because San Antonio, with uh, basic training, I was like, I fucking hate Texas, everyone's dicks, and I was like, I don't want to go back to Texas. So when they stationed me here, I was like, wow, I wasn't excited at all. And <laughs> They, they stationed they me here, and, you know, I actually started, I, I really love it now. It's um, exactly like my hometown. I mean, the weather's freaky as hell, but, I mean, you got to kind of deal with that. Um, I mean... I'm actually part of the uh, Civil Engineering Squadron, which is basically anything that involves anything, um, air conditioning, plumbing, uh, structures, you know, construction, anything that involves anything on the base is what CE does. We fix everything. So, I mean, uh, one of the stories I got is um, the runway we have, when planes land, they leave they leave rubber uh, every time they land and they build up huge like layers of rubber, and we have to go out there in during the summer is the only time we can really do this. And uh, we have to peel off the rubber that the uh, the, the plane bleep, and we use like a superheated gun, and it kind of gets rid of the rubber. And uh, there was this crazy guy. Well, he's not. He's actually uh, he's probably one of the biggest stunts in Air Force history. He's gone eight months, and his, he's only shown up to work for three days. He's getting paid full plus disability, and he's fine. But needless to say, he was.
5: Mm-hmm. We
0: were out on the runway, and it's like 101. This is last summer, and we're out there with these hot guns. You know, we had a water truck, and we had it had to cool after we went over it. We we fucked up the paint on the runway, and we're out there. We're we we're, we're, we're getting rid of the rubber, and we hear this yell over to our left, and there's a naked guy. Standing on top of a water truck, which is basically like a bread truck with the basically a, with a diesel thing in the back of it, naked, um, with he he was going um, Silence of the lamb style, with with his legs tucked in and his, you know, and he's standing on the top of it, and he's yelling, you know, he's, he's hot, you, you can just see the sweat, and uh, the next thing we know, he's uh, on the ground with combat boots, running about a hundred. Maybe 200 yards down the airfield, there's tower watching us. You know, we there's cameras on the airfield. That pan back and forth, and he's running down the airfield naked, wearing combat boots. Just combat boots, no socks. Just combat boots, just running down the down the runway, naked. So yeah, that was uh. That's probably one of the funnier stories I have. Did he like, flip and out?
1: Was so he just too hot? So that was it, one of those things? Was he yeah, just-
0: he, he, was just, he had been complaining because we have cotton. They don't give us the right stuff because uni- we have new uniforms for the Air Force. Uh, recently, we had completely redesigned. And they haven't exactly gotten the cotton in the, the summer, the, the wear weight. So he's really hot, and he was complaining. You know, uh, he was uh, responsible for the water truck. He had to drive forward and keep track of it. And like I said, one minute he was there, the next minute we hear
4: screaming and a naked guy on top of the water truck. So, oh, yeah, that that's uh, that was probably one of the funnier
0: stories we have cool. that I
6: have. Okay, um,
4: that damn crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for your analysis. Um, now, Bill, you're a
1: little bit different because you um, you were in full time, and then you also um, got stationed as part of the um, reserves, right? So, could you? Uh, yes. Uh, you tell us how you got stationed first, you know, and then what happened to you—that kind of thing.
6: Um, what? Uh, like at, how? How? You, active duty? Yeah. Or, like right? I mean, yeah. I
1: I, think, at, right. Active duty. You were. I mean, you had different tasks, right? Or have you always done the same thing in the Navy? They just moved you to it. Because I, I don't know. You know, when um, you when you originally went in, you had a job. Are you doing the same job now?
6: No, when I originally went in, you know, I was, like I said, I was a non-ray airman. I ended up, you know, working on F-14s as a plane captain. Uh, I was basically doing, like, the safety checks on on F-14s before they launched, you know, um, you know, draining, filling the hydraulics, checking the hydraulics, making sure that, you know... um, Oh, crews were there
1: was it pretty crazy getting on the aircraft carrier the first time were you like this is you know like a city oh, or yeah you know, yeah getting lost yeah. and everything inside because it's so big that kind of thing or um,
6: yeah definitely definitely I mean you had marines on your ship too didn't you oh yeah yeah we had a marine detachment on there for security and stuff and uh um, it was it was it was kind of cool because uh, I don't know if uh, if Kevin remembers uh Mark Zabraski. No. He uh he went to Berea, but he, he was uh friends with uh Brian Stair. And uh so I used to hang out with him a lot. But uh he happened to be stationed on there. So then there was you know, it made it kinda cool that there was somebody I knew, you know, on there. And uh when I was on the carrier and when we went across um I mean, as big as that thing is, man. When we went across the Atlantic, we hit some pretty rough seas where, like, the bow of the the carrier like went underwater. You know, I mean, and the bow being like the very front tip, right?
3: Right, right. It didn't crack cracking half of
6: that of that aircraft carrier, and they had us up on top of the flight deck. You know, because when salt hits hits the aircraft carriers, it's like, uh, like. You know, rust getting salt getting on your cars. You know, you try got to try and keep the salt off. You know, so it doesn't cause rust and uh, all that stuff. So they had us up there scrubbing and during the
1: storm, like when you're going through the rough water, or afterwards,
6: they they had us up there. (laughs) Why? And it was raining and it was storming and stuff while we were going through the rough waters. They had us up there, and finally, I was like the first one, of course. You know, like screw this i'm going down below i don't care if they, if you want to throw me out you know screw you guys i'm going home you know so, so i threw my stuff down i went down below before you know before i call it like a training timeout or whatever And this is before they even had them you know and i'm like i'm going down below and then you know finally that's when you know my my chief and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. You guys should come down here. He wasn't gonna come get us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I had to say it, you know. I had to tag. I had to tap out, you know. And uh, but I mean, it was crazy, you know. It was just like I, for uh, something that big, you know. I mean, that's just how how bad the seas could get. And this was in the middle of the Atlantic, going over to the, the Atlantic's terrible. Never
3: uh, Med- heard first stories about that shit. So glad we yeah. the Pacific the Indian dude the Indian Ocean is like there's nothing
6: but we ended up uh, for places that we ended up seeing we I mean you know this is coming from Virginia Beach from uh, Norfolk I actually out of Norfolk I was on the Theodore Roosevelt but uh, my squadron was from uh, Virginia Beach but uh, we ended up going over um, it was supposed to be like a super med cruise you know we were supposed to hit a lot of good stuff and then we ended up uh it, it ended up being, uh, we were supposed to go over for the Bosnia stuff to enforce the no-fly zone, but uh, it was supposed to be like a K-Cruise, man. We were supposed to hit Spain and Italy, Greece, and all kinds of good stuff, but then uh, we ended up sitting out to sea for like 80 days before we hit <laughs> the and. man. You know, so we had a steel beach picnic, you know, they ended up giving us a steel beach picnic where they had like one day where we sat out there and they actually like had beer flown on and you were able to have like two beers or something and eat good on top of the, on top of the it's carrier. To give you a
3: headache. Yeah. Yeah. 80 and, uh, days,
1: man. That's crazy. Just sit yeah. out there. Fuck. It's a long time.
6: Yep. So, uh, So, finally, you know, we got the go-ahead to hit, uh, you know, we hit Greece, like, two different parts of Greece. I think it was, like, Corfu, and I forget what the other part of Greece was, which was nice, you know. And then uh, uh, hit Italy, and uh, funny story, I got to go to, like, a uh, me and a couple guys. We went to this uh, part, I think it was Corfu, Greece, and we're walking around, and we went to, like, totally nude beach, you know. And we'd been doing some drinking, and this was back in, you know, when I was probably in the best shape of my life, you know, so I was like, well, you know what they say, when in Rome, you know, so uh, we decided to, you know, join in the festivities, you know, and uh, got completely buck naked walking around with everybody there, you know. (laughs) And, uh, There's a lot of
1: naked stories on this show, folks. I, I have to apologize. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was
6: much skinnier then. I mean, I, I, you know, it, nowadays it'd be a horror story, like you know, he rose from the, you know, the waters or whatever, you know. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but I ended up. Uh, I, I mean, because we've been doing some serious drinking, and and, and me, you know, I, I always burn easily, being Irish and German and all that stuff. Uh, I got sunburned so bad. We get back to the ship, you know, and I mean, I was burnt my my ass, everything, you know, And, and then the next day, you know, when I hit duty, it's like I could barely move. I had, you know, and I have to throw, mind you, I have to throw like chains and stuff on my shoulders to go out there and chain down my, my, my. Jets and stuff when they, after we're doing flight ops and everything, and I'm just like hurting, my skin's like falling off and everything, and I'm just like, I could barely do my job, and I'm just like in pain, and then I'm like, Chief, man, I can't do this, you know, and they're just like, Well, we can write you up for destruction of government property, you know, and I'm just Ish. like, oh. <laughs> happened
3: uh happened How about our dad, just, too? He got a sunburn, and they were gonna fucking write him up for whatchamacallit?
6: Yeah, it, uh, same uh, big it was,
3: goddamn thing.
6: Okay, uh, so
1: I'll go around now and just ask uh, people for stories and stuff. And uh, if you guys want to tell any stories over your time in the service, that'll be cool. Um, we got about uh, twenty-seven minutes left before blog talk logs us off. We can stay on; we'll still be on shoutcast um, until um, you know for a little while longer if the show runs a little bit long. But because um, I just want to make sure we get everybody's stories in and everything like that. But you know, if you guys got to go um, at ten o'clock or whatever, or and or if everybody's done with story time, then that's cool too. Um, I just want to. I just want to you know. Get that out of the way. Um so
3: Brian, you got
1: anything for us?
3: Yeah, when we crossed the equator, that was fun. Uh <laughs> yeah. we had that little ritual, the navy. I don't know who the fuck thought that bullshit up. But um, you know, they shellback watch back or
6: something?
3: Yeah, get to be a shell back. Hooray. Which, so yeah. Which is what? Um, you cross the equator and you go through a ritual. And um the well, people, um, you know, I you have to understand when I first got on my ship, okay, I uh I was, you know, with, I'm an engineer, but they, they didn't have a bunk for me, so they put me with the, whatchamacallit, with the um, bosun mates. Okay, so I not only knew all the guys on the ship that were engineers, I knew all the guys that were bosun mates, and, you know, the, the guys on, on deck. So everybody wanted, you know,
1: an asshole. I'm sorry, real quick, can you guys tell me what a bosun mate is? I just don't know what that is. What is a, What do they do? What is a bosun mate? Is that, a, is that an officer or something,
3: or is it a guy? They
7: blow a whistle. Oh, and tie yeah. knots.
1: <laughs> okay, I, I'm just—I don't know what that means. And I, then when
3: they were get ready to retire, they get to go fight giant sharks. Um, <laughs> okay, guess we'll never know what that is. I'll have to look it up on the internet. Go ahead. T- honestly, I couldn't tell you. I never even <laughs> really thought about what their exact job is. They just, you know, take care of like you know all the shit that needs to be taken care of on top of the ship, like uh, you know, painting the ship, standing watch up there, yada yada. yada. Okay. Um, so they don't have rank over you. Oh yes, they seem. Oh, get, they do. Okay, all right. They
6: seem to get promoted faster for doing absolutely nothing in the navy.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Because nobody wants that fucking job except for lifers. Um. Yeah. So I, uh, much of my cause I, I was like hanging out with like some guys. We knew that it was going to be rough because you know we know the kind of fuckers that we uh were on the ship with. And I was remember that one weird dude that I used to be really good friends with, um, Campbell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He started telling me about how. Uh, <laughs> He's telling me how, like, he's not going to do have the shit. Like they said, you know, you have to bow to uh, the guy who's supposed to be Poseidon, which, as a matter of fact, was the whoever plays Poseidon is the uh, senior, like, the guy on the ship that's like the oldest person in the navy uh, that's on our ship, and uh, who just happened to be a postman Come to think of it, and um, he's like, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I won't bow to anyone. And there's you didn't know this, okay? But we we saw this shit. There's guys behind him taking notes. But all the crap he says he was never going to fucking do. All right. <laughs> needless, needless to say, that cocksucker did a lot of bowing and a lot of crying because what these guys <laughs> do the night before is they take like some old shitty fire hose and they, or they've had it and they cut it down and they make shillelaghs out of them. You know, they put them in fucking salt water and then put them in our freezers. Like I said, we transport the food to a giant freezers. So all these guys walk around with fucking rock hard fucking shillelaghs. Like, well, you can only use fire hose because they won't kill anybody. Like, no, but fucking leave an impression. Let's put it that way on your ass when they fucking crack it with these fucking things.
1: So would they oh wake God. you up
3: and just start beating your ass or what? They basically, they have like, you know, they have little tortures that they put you through. And ours lasted for like 12 hours, man. It was like giving birth. And it was like, it was like every it was like everything from like. You know, they make you run in place, do push-ups, uh, pretend you're fucking each other, pretend you're sucking each other's dicks. I mean, just bizarre, <laughs> humiliating shit. And if you do it wrong, they beat you. And uh,
6: Basically, you know, A- Abu Grabby. <laughs> it's fucking
3: horrible, man. And at the end, like, they actually have, you get up on top. If you make it, when you finally get to the top of the ship, the, the, the main deck, you're so happy because you know that this crap's almost over. But you're like... Climbing through shoots of garbage that people have vomited in because they're just like so grossed out. They're like you see that cracker? Pick it up with your teeth, and you're like, "All right, this is, you know, I'm so numb now. I don't even care. It could be vomiting and I'm like, eat it fine. I not you know, you know? <laughs> fucking retarded bullshit, you know. And then finally, they dunk you and clean. They tell you before they ask you, "What you are you when you throw your ass in the water?" And you go, oh, "I'm a wug" or whatever the fuck it is. And they dump you on know, the plane. And I'm what are you like? Oh, Michelle. I'm Michelle. like, hey, big celebration. You know, whatever clothes you were wearing, it goes right into the drink, man. You're like, you guys just walk around naked. You know, <laughs> fucking, there's like these female officers that are our pilots. They're like, <laughs> like, excuse me. You're like, ma'am. <laughs>
6: what what did you say. Like,
3: blow right past them. Like, okay, there's a big party in the back of the, on the, on the fantail or whatever, you know, or the, or the flight deck that we had. You know, and I like I'm going to go take a shower. I get laid in my bunk, I just fucking died. I'm like I'm done. That was the most fucking and guys I knew in college. Were like, yeah, we had this initiation, you know, we had to put these robes and so on. Like faggots, you know, <laughs> you guys don't know what the fuck initiation is.
4: Okay, uh, sniper. Uh, all right. Well, uh, like I said, did a lot of drinking in uh, Oklahoma, so a lot of my stories are kind of based around that. Uh, I think. One of the funnier things that we did is uh, every weekend, basically, all the uh, the enlisted soldiers, all us, you know, regular Joes, we'd get together and throw a little barracks party, which uh, kind of, you know, people would have their doors open. You walk around, have a drink in one room, have a drink in another room. And uh, basically, I ended up losing a bet where I had to go out and buy a fucking ghillie suit, which uh, you guys know what a ghillie suit is. It's like. I the- vaguely remember that. No, I don't have any idea what you're talking about fucking camouflage suit that snipers wear. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You look like a fucking, like, Bigfoot or something, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm just chilling out there in the middle of the barracks, drinking in a ghillie suit, and, like, people are, like, walking by. You know, they don't notice me at first, and they do a double take, and like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) So I'm sitting there having a good time, and this fucking, uh, we got this ranger in our unit, which, an army ranger is, like, they're pretty much like complete fucking badass, you know, kick-a-door-down type guys. We're just like regular troops. And this guy used to be a ranger, and he just walks over to me. He's like, hey, and I could already tell he's drunk, too. He's like, you know that ghillie suit's a piece of shit? He just went on for like 15 minutes just criticizing this fucking ghillie suit, and I, I just don't give a shit. I am trying to be nice to him because he outranks the shit out of me. Anyway, uh, this night goes on a little bit more. We end up uh, drinking in my buddy's room. And it's like uh, me, my buddy, and uh, our little mutual friend, we're all getting drunk. And it's his room. He eventually just gets so drunk, he just falls on the floor, passes out. And uh, me and my other friend, we just continue drinking, just completely ignoring this guy. Just passed out on the floor. So uh, this guy just walks by outside. He sees you know our buddy just passed out on the floor. And he comes in. He's like, is he all right? And uh, my friend just looks at him and goes, nah, man, he's been dead for like an hour. We just don't know what to do with him. <laughs> so he's just fucking flipping out like, oh, my God, we got to call the first sergeant shit. <laughs> That's like the best story I got, man, because he just completely believed it, dude. He, he was like about to run and get the uh, little CQ sergeant on guard and stuff. <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, th- <laughs> wouldn't, you, wouldn't you get all fucking hot fucking sitting around in that big ass suit fucking drinking I don't know seems like a... yeah but it was pretty cold outside at the time oh really alright yeah yep. uh metal um
0: I'm trying to think uh, well we have a uh, these things called ORIs they're uh, basically if we were under attack by the enemy and they had chemical weapons that could hurt us um Practices basically they last all week, and we have to get dressed up in this mop chemical gear, which is this uh, thick ass, like really heavy, you know, giant
2: wool like, like. Sasquatch suit.
0: Yes, basically, and you, gotta wear, uh, you gotta wear a you gotta wear gas mask, and you gotta carry like your little like fake needles and stuff, and you gotta like and all this other stuff. And I remember we. They call a, a, a MOP Black, a MOP 4 Black. and MOP 4, there's four different levels. One's like, one is put on your main suit. Two, put on your boots. Three, put on your gloves. And finally, four is put on your mask. And so MOP 4 Alarm Red, which is a, a gas attack. And we're sitting there, and we're all getting in there, and there's like a little guy inspecting us, making sure we're doing it all right. And we're sitting there, and we have all this on. And... We're, uh, we've been sitting there for about, usually the the calls only last about five minutes. And this this one series, all these events happened in this one series, we, uh, it was an exercise. We were at a shop. We were from the actual separate command center that was actually calling all that stuff out. We kind of got to do our own thing. And we knew the uh, inspector that was with us. And we had a a TV set up with uh, World at War, Call of Duty set up on it. So we're sitting during an exercise at our at our job site in mop four, which is with gloves and you know thick padding on, we're playing wool at wool on three sixty. You know, with through a gas mask and stuff, which is hard enough to do. Okay, <laughs> we're we're just we're just playing like it was like we literally put our gear and just kept playing because he walked in and looked like what are you guys doing? I was playing it. All right, so we uh, we were playing that. It's and like the- we, know, we don't hear anything. Really, it only lasts like five minutes usually. 10 minutes later, we still hadn't heard anything we're, we're still playing. We hear, you know, like half the shop has fallen asleep in their gear. Because it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. We, we were on 12 hour shifts. We've been there, we got there about 7. And all we hear from like the back of the shop is like four people snoring in Mach 4. And it's kind of like that. It was like hearing Darth Vader sleep. It was awesome. <laughs> and we um, throw stuff at him because they, they couldn't feel it. You know, we're throwing pins and stuff at him. We're just having fun. And uh about thirty minutes later we're like, Damn, we're starting to get hot in our gear and shit and we're like, Oh man, it sucks. And we're just waiting and we're waiting. I'm still we're kinda like going in between World at War and talking and we had a movie set up on a t on a computer, we're watching the movie, we're still in mock gear. And about forty five minutes the commander, the big commander shows up When we see his car pull up through the gate
4: and we're like,
0: Oh, what's the commander doing here? And, you know, we turn off everything, we're we're putting it all up <laughs> watch that. Sees us in mop four. He's like, "What the hell are you guys doing?" We're like, well, "Sure, they haven't called the alarm off yet." And they're like, what, "Are you kidding? They called it off like forty minutes ago!" We're like what? <laughs> He's like what? Is your radio broken? <laughs> so we're like, "Sir, no, we hadn't heard anything over here. So we've been sitting there for forty-five minutes in this heavy ass mob gear. You know, just sweating our asses off. You know, we we our visors are because our radios were fucking broken. They weren't set on the right channel.
1: Oh so, man." Yeah. It's like all the guys from Half. It's like the bad guys from Half-Life Two hanging around with the gas masks on and everything, playing games and shit. Um, Bailey,
6: I don't know. What am I talking about? You got any stories
1: or anything from service?
6: Uh, um, I don't know.
1: You've only been in like fucking like thirty <laughs> years or something. there has got to be something that's happened to you in the fucking service.
6: Uh yeah, a lot of things have happened to me. Um <laughs> there's there's stuff happening to me now. But if I tell you, I'd have to kill you. Um no, um Let's see. Um there there was a there's a time we were down in uh well, I, I can't give names because some of of these the
2: place you were at
6: no I could say where we are at, but uh, I can't give people's names because some of them are still in and I don't want them to get in any trouble but uh, one time we were doing a uh, one of our eight, eight, two week annual training deals and uh they had us uh, doing like a mock um you know tent city deal down at the beach but they had us like, Secure where it was like, hey, you know, we're we're gonna make it like, a hey, basically, you know, you're gonna use the the water buffalo thing for a shower. We're gonna, you know, you're gonna have uh, the the tent set up for mess messing. Um, we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna have a, uh, you know, the motor pool set up to take the the boat crews to. Get the boat so you can do boat operations, but uh, you're gonna have to show ID to get on and off base. We're also gonna have patrols, and we're gonna have uh, you know a team that's gonna attack the uh, the base that you guys are on, and you're gonna have to do mock you know defend the base, watches this, that, and the other. I mean, it was just you never got cool shit like that.
3: Yeah, it was yeah. Like well, the was... Seals are training, <laughs> so get ready in case they attack. And this is like you know they were just. There and gone before we knew what the fuck was happening.
6: Well, yeah, I mean we basically would get overrun each time, but uh, <laughs> yeah. we were working with the we were getting we were working with the CBs. I, this is back when I was in an assault craft unit, ACU two, and we worked with the CBs. And we were like, hey, we didn't. It was like Operation Delmar or something like this. And it's like we didn't sign up for this. We're supposed to stay in the. We're supposed to stay in Shields Hall, We're supposed to go out and drink every night. We're supposed to show up. <laughs> and be safe. Drive. Yeah, We're supposed to show. <laughs> we're supposed to go drive our boats, and then when we clock off, we're supposed to go out and drink. You know, we're, this sucks. You know, it's just, nobody told us this, this was going to happen, but anyway, uh, we ended up, and I wish, that's why I wish Jim would have called in tonight, because he was there. He's He could second this. He's my witness, but we had a guy in the unit. For, for some reason, we, uh, they they decided to put uh, ACU to Cleveland. We were notorious for always pulling shenanigans, but uh, they they happen to put our tent next to uh, the the females tent, okay. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had this guy um, in our group who is uh, I swear he never ages. He had the he has the Ralph Macchio D- Dick Clark before the stroke, um, like. The, the Highlander thing going I mean this awesome. guy's been at the Navy forever he still looks like his boot camp pitcher you know and uh so I don't know if it's like you know the, the natural herb thing he's on or whatever but this guy just you know had some strange ability to never age you know and do all kinds of other things but anyway um and now, of course, the spies decide to come downstairs to hear this story anyway. But uh, um, this guy was able to talk to... the, And we had this sister or brother unit from Baltimore, you know, ACU-2 Baltimore or whatever that we were always rivaling with, you know. Well, anyway, I guess they were talking while they were out doing boat maneuvers with the ACU-2 Baltimore, And he ended up talking to this girl or whatever and they happened to be staying in the tent next to ours and he ended up talking to her and, you know, getting her to come over and visit us in our tent. And uh, we have a guy who's got a great singing voice also and he he sung for the Cleveland Indians, the National Anthem in his uniform to start the uh, game on military day before and this and that. So we have him sing the national anthem, you know, I don't know, just, just to do it, you know? And she's like, wow, that's great. That gets, she's like that, that really gets me excited, you know? And, uh, and, 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 and we had something like, we worked out something like, Hey, if, if he sings the national anthem, will you show us your, you know, tits and, and, uh, you know, and, and he, he sang it and sounded really good. You know, he even did his little, like, me, 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 you know? And, uh, so, and, and he did it. So she, she took off her top and then, uh, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then the guy in question that talked to, to her, it brought her in, was just like, wow, well, you know what? That gets me excited. So then he dropped his pants and he has this raging boner. And then she's like, wow, I, you know, I like that, you know, next thing you know, him and her are going at it right in the middle of our tent. And, and then everybody's just like, they pull the, the, the flaps down, and and the whole tent, just like a circus tent, just goes, and, and all the flaps go down, <laughs> you know? And everybody just like, and, and it's dark, and we're all just sitting there in our cots, and we just got our little flashlights out, and we're all just watching the show right in the middle of the tent. <laughs> And this dude just putting on a show, and this girl just doesn't care. We're all just like watching, and we're all like kind of choreographing and like throwing comments you know critiquing and everything you know me and my buddy Jim are just like we're like Siskel and Ebert you know it was like Mystery Science Theater of Porn or something Awesome. (laughs) yeah so uh, and and not and and mind you this was like the first night this ended up happening again a second night but this time we were smarter and we used our red lenses so that you didn't see a bunch of white spotlights, like all of a sudden it was like, <laughs> <night>. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I tell you, I mean, that, that was like, I, I, if I didn't see it with my own eyes, I would never believe, you know, we could have gotten a lot of trouble. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, Okay, we got time for one more round and then we'll probably have to wrap it up. So, um, if you're listening live in about uh, seven minutes, it's going to um, disconnect the Blog Talk radio feed. Um, so, if you're in the chat room and you don't know how to listen, somebody else in the chat room can tell you how to get on Shoutcast and listen that way and continue to listen to the show. Or you can wait for the podcast to come out um, when the show's done. But, yeah, recording will stop in uh, seven minutes on Blog Talk. Um, Brian, you gonna tell the story about uh, when you guys were um, sitting in the ship and then the bomb fell down on top and you had to
3: run out, or you got something for us? Oh yeah, I guess I can tell that. Crazy well, monkey. <laughs> the, no, we did that one. <laughs> Not doing monkey again. Um, yeah, uh, no, I was on our ship and um, they they live test fire a lot of the shit that's on there. You know, to make sure it still works. Like we got the SeaWiz. People that are unfamiliar with what the hell the SeaWiz is, and the thing on the ship looks like R two D two with a big fucking heart on. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, spraying prey, taking out missiles and stuff. And that was the, the one thing on our ship that actually did work. But we also had uh, anti-ship, or I guess you call rockets. Um, don't ask me what the hell they were. I don't remember anymore. And uh, you're not supposed to be in the engineering compartment, because that's right where they had all that shit going on, um, testing it and stuff. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll just... Uh, you know, I had nothing else going on. General quarters. I don't, I don't remember why the fuck I didn't have to be somewhere. Um, it doesn't matter. Go ahead. Yeah, and so I'm just... I'm, I'm trying to remember what the fuck I did. So, um... So I'm up there, and we're hearing the rockets taken off. I think that was just it. I just went up there for a minute just to hear what the fuck those things sound like. There, I mean, when those was take off, man... I mean, Bill says like, like a giant zipper. but it, I didn't sound like a giant zipper. It just sound like a lot of...
6: Yep. <laughs> so well, after my like, story everything sounds like a giant zipper
3: oh my yeah! yeah you, have, <laughs> you have the cool sex story and I got the fucking stupid RTD 2 dick story so um <laughs> so yeah so that so I want to hear what the fuck the rockets sound like so you hear them and you I mean they are like they're like rockets taking off and you hear every like they're firing them off and I got up there and it's like the last like couple and you I mean they're just like fire one, two, three you know and then they got down to like I guess there's like eight of them total I might be wrong and like I guess I got to like six and went and you hear this loud, and then all of a sudden you hear like fucking alarms going off, General Quarters, General Quarters, and we're like, what the fuck was that? So we all had to run to our assigned General Quarters area. For me, it was like in the middle of the goddamn ship. And come to find out one of the rockets had misfired and fucking came down on top of the fucking flight deck, which is right above us. And some dude fucking had enough brains on one of the Airedales had enough brains to jump into the forklift and just like, because it was live. If it had gone off, man, we would have fucking totally <laughs> been smoked, right? And uh, just fucking threw it off the side of the ship. The, the, the rocket, the forklift, the whole goddamn thing went right into the drink, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy, I mean, they didn't, they didn't like have it back, but they didn't like really, you know, they didn't really say anything about it because, I mean, he did kind of save everybody's ass, you know, but even so, it was like, psh, fuck, unfucking believable, man. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: um, Larry, did you have uh, any final wrap up? Get, get, any, get any advice for people thinking about joining the service or anything?
2: I, 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 as a counterpoint to Brian's story about the guy jumping in the forklift and driving the live rocket off the ship before it killed everybody, I will say that, uh, you know, by, by way of contrast, uh, when we were doing the. Uh, hand grenade range uh, because oh, with, with my job we had to qualify with the hand grenade and they, they don't want a bunch of idiots running around throwing actual hand grenades because contrary to what you see in the movies an actual hand grenade will do a whole hell of a lot of damage to a whole lot of stuff oh, yeah. um, so, so we get these stupid little pop grenades that just sort of poof, <laughs> which I mean I suppose if you actually were holding it in your hand when it went off it might suck but that's about it so we were doing that and one guy we were doing the one you have to be able to hit a target from however the fuck far away it was and this dude when he, he, he like pulled the pin and whipped it back and of course dropped it behind him and this one dude who obviously had seen way too many movies runs over and throws himself on the grenade to like save us all <laughs> <laughs> he's all like oh, Oops, honey. and under me he just here <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's <funny>. thank you
2: <laughs> they were all like my hero you saved us um
1: blog talk's gonna go in two minutes and um I'm not sure metal if I'm gonna be able to keep you on so I'm gonna call you on the number I have here this uh um 563 number is that cool yes sir okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang up on you uh in a minute and then I'm just gonna give you a call right back uh while we're doing the while we're talking um sniper you got a story for us
4: uh yeah sure do all right uh i'm gonna go right back into uh i think what metal was talking about earlier uh i think he was explaining an ore which is like these field training exercises that we got and uh we had one similar to that where we had to go out into this fucking spot in the middle of nowhere set up a bunch of razor wire and uh you know set up these tents and vehicles and stuff and then we'd have like uh people from other units come in and attack our site 90 seconds bunch of bullshit (laughs) so anyway um we were out there one night and i had the night shift every fucking night so it was fucking 7pm to 7am every fucking day and uh basically just freeze our ass off all night and fucking go do checks every hour and uh i'm out there one day and i see this fucking humvee pull up and i'm like ah, fuck here we go so I walk back in, walk up to my old sergeant I'm like, uh, hey man, I just saw a Humvee pull up, uh, should probably report that seconds. He's like, yeah, no, I'll take a look. He like wanders out there and I'm like, oh, this can't be good. And like immediately, I just see him get lit up by these dudes with blanks in their rifles and shit. So they just fucking lighten him up. He's down I'm like, oh God, here we go. I gotta fucking defend the entire CP, uh, little command post tent by myself. So I'm sitting there with my saw, because I was the, uh, the saw gunner, which is like nice. our little machine guns we got. I'm sitting there. I just have that trained on the door waiting for some fucking bastard to open it up and just light him up. And in the meantime, we have these little computers, which uh, our higher command is sitting there, you know, just basically screaming for us to give him a sit rep I'm like dude I'm trying to guard the door man I can't so I'm like all right, fuck it they're not gonna leave me alone so I'm sitting there one hand just typing out this little sit rep to send up the command the other hand just trained on the door fucking uh this dude just pops his head in I just see the little velcro open I just see a fucking head with like camo paint all over it stick his head in I just fucking unload the saw on him
5: he just
4: just walks in he's like fuck it's like alright dude you're done so uh, we ended up calling that a night. My friend has just passed out. I guess he didn't hear the gunshots going off. And he has, like, a, a pair of headphones on. I guess he fell asleep listening to his iPod. I was like, all right, I got to get back as this, dude. So I take out my iPhone. I pull up, like, this internet radio station on it. And I'm like, all right, what am I going to find here? So I find, like, German folk music, take his headphones out, plug it into my iPod, and just leave it there. And... He's sitting there listening to it like half asleep. And he kind of like looks up, looks at his iPod, tries to go back to sleep, gets up again. He's like, what the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, we just got attacked, right? He's like, well, it's like, what? Yeah, that, that's me getting back at you for not fucking giving me a hand. <laughs> Damn.
2: Yeah. You could have just borrowed Brian's iPod. He has plenty of German beer hall music. I got all sorts of good <laughs> shit,
1: man. <laughs> There are thunderstorms, just, you know. Enya, yeah. Slayer. <laughs> all mixed together. Yeah. Uh, Metal, you got a story for us?
0: Um, Yeah, I got some, a story for my sort of players. Um
6: Typo negative. Uh, hmm. uh, well, don't even <laughs> go there.
0: The, well, one of the <laughs> jobs for uh, Dirt Boys is we have to, I, I have, this is why I have all consideration for truck drivers, because we have, um, uh a sweeper street sleeper and we have basically sweep the runway and the street sleeper is a low speed street sleeper so we're not allowed to go over five miles per hour and we have to drive on the airfield for seven hours a day straight um in a little sleeper in a truck basically a little international and yeah that's not so much fun but um we have uh we have handheld radios because we have to keep in contact with the with the tower and i was i was sitting there and we i bring uh i actually bring my ipod and a book because i mean otherwise they go stir crazy from sitting inside a thing going three miles hour straight line for seven hours a day but um we uh had we i wasn't really paying attention i was listening to my music you know i was jamming and uh dais or where i'm at right now is um uh, it's the longest it's one of the longest runways in the airport. And we have uh, the C one thirty, which is our cargo ship, our cargo plane that drops, you know, the the, the thing you'll see planes falling out of and the parachute opening up and that's the C one thirty. Right and then the one box The what planes you see fly over drive the a, a huge amount of cluster bombs, like a huge cluster bombs where you have tons of explosions. Yeah, that's uh, the B one but um I was out there and I'm, I'm sitting on the uh, Alpha Taxiway, which is one of the main taxiways when the plane gets off. I'm jamming my music. And I hear the little beep on the radio. I was like, oh, it can't be for me because <laughs> there hasn't been a plane out there. There's a plane taking off for another hour. And so for about ten minutes I'm, I, I keep hearing this beep on the radio. I'm like, damn, damn, that's just getting annoying. I'm listening to my iPod. I'm reading my book. And needless to me, I had a pl- line of planes waiting to get by me. I uh, Two B ones and a C one thirty behind me on a taxiway going five miles per hour, and they had a scheduled time to take off. And uh, yeah, that, that that was kind of my experience of uh, pay attention to the radio, don't listen to your music while uh, driving on a taxi- taxiway. So I got chewed out quite badly for that. I mean, it, it doesn't happen that often, but it just it wasn't. I didn't hold up planes past their schedule flight time I think in a lot of trouble
1: you're just like but, the pilot uh, of one of those planes you're just like watching you you're like what's this guy doing you know? <laughs> get him out of here you know it's fucking yeah. funny but
0: um, also uh, advice for deployers um, don't take porn it isn't worth it getting in a lot of trouble for taking porn <laughs> um, yes it is very illegal in Iraq and it'll get you into a lot of trouble um, yes also,
6: general order one bravo <laughs>
0: And also, the, um, the women aren't worth it, because there will be, and I have heard stories of women charging for sex, and it is not worth it. I mean, a lot of trouble you can get into. Uh, you've, you've, heard,
1: you've heard stories you about, about for,
5: that, All
1: right. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: <yeah>. And third, <laughs> if they tell you to bring 10 paper clips and a, K, uh, a tube of KY jelly, bring it, and don't argue with them. Don't decide, oh, I don't need that. Uh, because everything that they tell you to bring you need to bring or you're get in trouble and uh get good with both left and right hands because you're going to be using them a lot
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome alright, uh, Bailey?
6: um, okay let's see um I guess I can talk a little bit about Kuwait um what's a awesome. good story? I don't know. What do you guys want to hear?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't... Well, we don't know what happened to you. You gotta tell us yeah. <laughs> what happened to you, man. Tell
4: us the story about the dinosaur.
6: The dinosaur. Does
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Navy having a sort of like chemical equipment or, you know, any God sort of the heavier stuff? I mean, like oh, whatever.
3: yeah. Yeah we, oh, a, yeah, we have our own mop suits. <laughs> we have oh, to, yeah. Uh, those suck. I can talk about the yeah. time I was in the repair locker 5 and I started farting from milk. I drank milk and we had a little bit of our Mark 5 gas masks on and the fucking lieutenant in the room was fucking screaming at me through the, the gas mask and knock it off. He was laughing because this guy voice not going to sound like Darth Vader. It's like, knock it off, goddammit. <laughs> you stinky fucker. That shit isn't funny. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy shit right there.
6: Oh, man. Let's see. I'm trying to think of what... I'm horrible at this. I I know I'm supposed to do my homework. Kevin sent us like lists like weeks in advance. (laughs) And I just blew it off. I was just like, I was just like, oh, man, how can I really upset Brian? Because Peter Steele's dead now. Yeah. Uh,
3: Oh, I was shocked. I was like, what? I thought it was a a joke. And then I was just like, he's dead? Really? That sucks, (laughs) dude. He's been dead. I've seen him like three times live. That was always fun. I, okay, I was
6: nice. at I was at Scarhead Wednesday night and and Isaac like made a comment about it on stage during during their set like oh yeah rest in peace Peter Steele and I'm typo negative and Carnivore and I'm like what and I'm standing there next to Bullock and I'm like Peter Steele died and James is like I, I guess <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just Did like you- this was like Wednesday and and it, it was like just like. Yeah, at Saturday. I
3: find out, yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell, man?
6: It's just like, just at midnight. I'm like, I know he's from New York, but what? Did he just get a text from his people or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, when did this happen? Yeah. Like, I haven't been on the internet all day, but yeah, he's hooked up. So, so then, right away, I was like, oh, Kevin's going to cancel the military show. It's going to be a tribute to Peter Steele. All night. I <laughs> yeah, don't know how much they yeah, like
3: yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> Sad songs. And- No Uh, no no
6: Cinnamon girl
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good drinking music (laughs) You want to just kill yourself So,
1: Bailey, um, you went over to
3: uh, Kuwait Why don't you just tell us a little bit about what that was like What are the women like over there, man? What the fuck do they look like? Are they all bundled up and shit or what?
6: Uh, yeah, their
2: eyes are quite nice Yeah, they have very pretty eyes
3: I start thinking some crazy shit, too, after a while Oh, God
6: you know, when we, oh, yeah, I mean, I tell you what, you know, going like, um, you know, abstaining, you know, forcibly from sex um, for that long a period. Um, when when we did get to go on like MWR trips into town, um, you get these like weird fantasies <laughs> when you're walking around in the mall and you see these women all covered up and you know, all you see is their eyes and you think, yeah, what if I just hooked up? And, you know, it, it's it's a mall, just like our malls. And, you know, how you have those back hallways that go behind the stores, you know, like behind Manchu Walk, where the bathrooms were and all that stuff. You know, I was like, hey, you know, maybe if our eyes meet and she likes me, you know, we can just <laughs> like have some freaky action. I could just lift up, lift up the, 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 the skirt, you know, and get underneath there real quick. but it it then you know it could be like a Wookiee underneath there i don't know what (laughs) but it's just like that's my mind my mind wandering like oh (laughs) but uh but not all of them stinks (laughs) (laughs) yeah god (laughs) yeah Gryphon comes out (laughs) but uh not all of them wear that not all of them follow like you know are totally hardcore follow the religion a lot of them you know are like westernized you know i mean the malls are you know pretty nice balls and i mean they're like you know they're a very wealthy country so you know a lot of the women are just like beautiful man i mean just knock and and you you know they they tell you don't make eye contact don't stare at them you know, stuff like that, but it's hard not to, you know, because some of them are just like so, just, I mean, incredible, you know, and so it's like, you know, I'm trying to be respectful to their, you know, their their rules and everything, and just, you know,
3: but the meantime you're thinking, so oh, fuck them.
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> we conquered you. You deal with it.
6: Yeah, yeah, we saved your ass from Saddam, you know. Come on, you owe, you owe me one. <laughs> I wasn't even here, but I signed up to help you. <laughs> I was in the delayed entry program. I was thinking about coming over here to save you. <laughs> so. Okay. Um,
1: it, basically, unless anybody wants to shout out that they've got a um, any other stories that they would really like to get out, um, I'll really quickly just go around and uh, just um, ask uh, it, if people are listening and thinking about going into the service. Brian, what's
3: your... Um, piece of advice you would give them? Um, Think hard about that because uh, especially now since, you know, we are kind of in a state of perpetual warfare, um, (laughs) you really want to consider all the aspects of what you're getting into. And only only bring a toothbrush if you do go, right? That's the... um Yeah, never get fucked on the feather bed. That's my advice. Now, um, if 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 you're going in, I mean, find out what it is that you're getting into. Like, make damn sure that uh, whatever it is that um, whatever part of the service you're getting, make sure. Like, if you think you're going to be safe at your particular job, ask a lot of questions, man. Find out everything you need to know before you go in, especially from like cats that are already in. You know, like, what is this job entail? What do I got to know? What I got to learn? And then learn as much about that shit as possible before you go in there. Because there's lots of guys, like, they wanted to be, like, doc. You know, be a doctor. I'm a good I'm going to do that shit. But they didn't fucking even try to fucking learn anything about, like, medical school. They thought, I learned first aid. Like, no, that's that's not going to cut it, man. You know? So they, they basically got fucked. You know, they end up, like, swabbing decks someplace else. Like, learn everything you can. And um, whatever you learn, I mean, you know, whatever job you're taking, you're, that's it. you're stuck with that shit. So, uh, okay, so don't fuck think, around. That's what Brian's, uh, yeah, yeah just definitely. you know, get keep it together, man. Because once you're in, man, you're in, you don't have a choice on what the fuck you're going to be doing. You can't change your mind, um, you know, you're stuck.
1: Okay, uh, Larry, um, any piece of advice tell people not to get uh, s- uh, their spinal, uh, yeah, if you, sp- if you
2: wind up in the hospital <laughs> and, and you <laughs> feel Parker. like a pain, keep your mouth shut, don't let them do x rays, <laughs> and just go about your business. <laughs> And, uh, and and some people will tell you to make sure that you have all your affairs in order, have all your shit straight because, you know, the, the military if your I's aren't dotted and your T's aren't crossed, they will screw it up um, my bit of advice would be none of that matters uh, they will screw it up um, so, so so don't even waste your time trying to make sure you've got your shit straight because uh, as I was talking about the other day um as as we've established here, in, in my short tenure in the Army, uh, I never left Fort Knox, Kentucky, yet I, I still spent the better part of two years trying to show the Army that they did not give my wife and my son too much hazard pay while I was in Kuwait.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, sniper? Uh, Probably my biggest piece of advice, if you're going in especially... Uh one thing you really got to keep in mind is to keep your cool because uh, when you come in at first these drill sergeants or uh, drill instructors or whatever you know they're called in different branches are just going to fucking hammer you down and they're just going to fucking pick at you and you just got to keep a straight face because all they're looking for is to get some sort of reaction out of you and that's their job basically. Once you get out, that shit's gonna cool down. Occasionally, you'll have some sort of sergeant or something that's just gonna get on your ass like that. Again, same thing, just don't get into it with them. Just give them the old Roger sergeant and move out, do what you gotta do. Because as soon as you backtalk, they're gonna try to slap some, like, court-martial shit right on you. Okay. Alright, awesome. Uh, metal? Um, uh. the only advice I have to say
0: is, you know, just uh, just like Sniper said, when you go to Basics and they're just gonna, as long as you can take getting yelled at, you're good to go. I mean, everybody thinks, oh, this basics is horrible time because the way the movies put it, but I mean, honestly, it, it's not. I mean, I'm coming from the Air Force. I know it may have been easier to us doing it doing it and these other types of stuff, but honestly, I think with Sniper's example, as long as you can get yelled at and you can take being criticized, you'll have no time getting through basic. And if you don't join the military for money, you just won't get anything out of it.
3: You won't get a lot of money of
0: either. Of <laughs> uh, no, I mean, honestly, That's the, best change the, the money that know. you do get the money that you do get is through medic you get free medical, you know, you get you get a lot of free stuff. But at the cost of getting, you know, cheaper paychecks. All in all, I mean, yeah, you get paid a lot, but I mean, it's, it's more for different things than what you realize. Um, don't spend all your money. I know when you do come in, and you like came in for different money. You come in, you're like, oh yeah, you know, I got my first, you know, real job. You know, I got all this money. I have all this money. Come in, don't spend it right away. Don't get married don't what either. Do with
3: it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't marry someone from another
2: country.
0: Right
3: now. If you're married, you get to move
2: out of the dorms, though.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, I get on December when I make rank. But, I mean, the, the, the big thing is don't do not do stuff rashly because you joined the military. Don't think, I'm in the military. I have all these tricks. I'm going sit down and think about it. Um, and don't let women take advantage of you. Um, you're a free ride. Um, they they would never have to work again if you married them, uh, at least to the Air Force. I know if I were married, yeah, a wife, all I would never have to work again. So, I mean, just don't rush stuff. Take your time. If you're take in your the stress. Navy, you, you get married, your wife's going to pass around. around. So, <laughs> yeah. That's really my own advice. Is
3: take your time. Okay. Uh, Bailey?
6: Don't buy a car right outside base. <laughs> 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 yeah. Wait till you go. Save your money. Wait till you go home on leave. <laughs> um, uh, You know? um, I... You know, I would say, honestly, right now, with the way everything is and the the economy and everything is in the country, I mean, I'm, I'm talking as an E6 now, you know, looking back, I mean, yeah, I'm just a reservist now, but when I go away on my ATs, I just came back from Denver doing my annual training for two weeks, I'm making pretty damn good money, you know, plus I got two dependents plus you know uh, you know you know the housing allowance and this that and the other I mean if you can make it if, if you can I mean nowadays too I mean they' you're making rank pretty quick you know you can get a, you get signed up and you're almost putting on E4 you know if you just you know do a couple things right you know like recruit a couple people going in you're almost putting on E4 before you get out of boot camp nowadays. So, um, I mean, I think if you, if you put on E4, you can get out of uh, staying on base, you know, you can get out, you you can get out and get a, get an apartment or whatever. So, I mean, it's something to consider. You definitely want to study for your ASVAB, you know, take it serious. I didn't, didn't you know, know (laughs) but take it serious and really look into what you, want to do something that you're going to enjoy doing, not something that you, oh, I'm going to have, this is going to make me a lot of money when I get out. Yeah, that might be good, but look at something that's going to actually be around in the future, because a lot of things aren't, you know, that the Navy has to offer. You got to look at technology or whatever, you know, something that's going to be around. I mean, but right now, man, I, I look back and I wish I would have stayed in because I could be a chief right now if I would have stayed active. And I'm, I'm looking at it in like four days. I'm looking at being in the Navy for 18 years because I don't have a break in service. I mean, I went straight from active duty to the reserves and I'm looking at 18 years of, of, of service. How long to
3: that to retire, man? You got like what twenty years. years twenty to retire. Yeah. Twenty to
6: retire, man. So I'm looking at eighteen, you know. I could have been a chief, you know, and I could retire and and start collecting my pension, you know, in a couple more years if I would have stayed active duty, if I could have just, you know, put up with people's shit and stayed focused. But we all know that wouldn't have been me. But it is what it is. But I, I'm saying to people now, look at, look at where we're at. Look at where this country's at. Look at, you know, t- this is the only job out there, you know, and, and no offense, you know, against the Army. You know, they're offering a hell of a lot because they want to get a lot of people in right now. But you're going to get deployed every six months almost, you know. Um, so think about that if you want to if that's something you want to do right now and, and take it, take all that money in. But if you want to eventually settle down or if you do have a family now, or you do have somebody, I would consider what branch you choose your, choose your, you know, they say in the Navy, choose your rate, choose your fate. You know, well, it's the same thing right now with what branch you pick. You know, you got to think about how many, how often do you want to get deployed? I just did a, you know, my mobilization in 2008 with the Navy right now. I don't, have to really worry about getting mobilized again for you know, I think it's like f- four years in between each mobilization, so I don't have to worry about going again for, you know, a couple more years.
1: Unless you're a cook and there's know, an wait. earthquake in Haiti then you get yeah. mobilized.
6: Yeah <laughs> and they can take her Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, just I mean you know I I would I would seriously look around at what your options are now unless you're doing, like, super good in school, you know, and there's something out there in the job market for you, you know. Just, uh, like I said, study for your study for that ASVAB. Really look into what you want to get into. And uh, like everybody else said, man, don't make any hasty decisions when you do get through boot camp and you're in there i know you know you get lonely when you're away from home it's like yeah it'd be nice to have a girlfriend don't and get
3: fucked I'm in the ass like,
6: yeah yeah don't you know don't want to i want to buy a car so i can right away so i can go meet girls and i can go pick up this girl i'm talking to or whatever man you do stupid things for girls don't you know <laughs> all
1: right all right Oh, great. Uh, I want, really want to thank uh, Sniper, uh, Metal, and Bailey for all you guys coming on the show, as well as Brian and Larry, of course. Uh, as they're here
3: every week unless they want to play dead or something. Unless uh, you bitch uh, about us not fucking showing up.
1: Gotta be, There has to be some punishment for, uh, you know, not showing
3: you up. You call off. We don't get to make
1: fun of you. Well, that's because I control the microphone. <laughs> no.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> More you know, importantly, when Kevin calls off. We get the week off. Yeah,
1: <laughs> everybody, everybody gets the day off. No, everybody but really, wins. Uh, thanks, to everybody, for showing up. It was really great. Uh, it was a great show and
6: uh, um, really great show.
1: Yes, <laughs> and if you're listening to the show uh, in two weeks, we're going to do another Midwest Wasteland. We're going to do um, uh, technology through the years. We're going to start off talking about. Uh, plastic records and 8-track tapes um, from Brian in the 70s up until uh, and we're going to move through all the different things like you know when we had cable and um, yeah, just we're going to talk about how things have changed over the years and we're going to do that in two weeks on the next Midwest Wasteland uh, next week we're going to have video game news radio as usual um, so sports is going to start at 11 10 uh, excuse me, I'm sorry I'm, my brain's not working right <laughs> Um, 1040.
2: You need 40 minutes to upload this?
1: 1040. I don't know why I looked at that that way. 1040 is when we're going to do sports, which will be next. And um, that's it. We don't really have an outro for Midwest Wasteland. So if anybody got any shout-outs or anything.
4: Uh, Good old private first-class friend of mine. I'm not going to use his name for the same reason I'm not using mine. (laughs) All right.
0: Well, I got a
6: shout-out to uh, my boy uh, Figueroa over at uh africa right now serving come home safe and uh congratulations to uh new senior chief Callis, who's serving over in kuwait right now you come home safe as well and uh, all my other brothers that are back over serving another customs mission in kuwait uh you guys come home safe shout out
0: to uh, all the dirt boys at 7 uh, ces and uh keep, keep up the good work
1: Cool. Awesome. All right. Thanks again, guys. It was great. Uh, Stay tuned for sports if you're listening live. Uh, 1040, we're going to start that. And uh, that's it. Peace out. Later. Later. See ya.
7: www.anchor.fm forward slash boondoggle, as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo be sure to subscribe, comment download and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts Google Play, Spreaker and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions and comments via todaysboondoggle at gmail.com Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening.